Naughty Dog appears to have stopped production on The Last of Us Factions 2, some saying that the project is headed toward being cancelled as people are being moved off of the project and put on to other things at Naughty Dog. Now, they did a tweet that sparked an article. They must have known the article was coming, and then it led to a bunch of speculation. There's also speculation about what other thing are they talking about in the announcement. They do reference another game. That's sort of being glided over. Nobody's really focusing on that, except some of the devs were focusing on that, and a pretty basic announcement about it not showing up sort of sparked all these articles and insiders weighing in. I initially thought, hey, good on Naughty Dog. Everybody was speculating that you were going to be at Summer Game Fest, and you took the time to be like, no, you're not going to see anything from this game anytime soon. And then all the articles came pouring in after the fact, and their tweet announcement does have that info or like a little hat tip about a new single-player experience. There are some devs from Naughty Dog commenting about this publicly. I want to touch on that. A lot of people aren't really paying any attention to that. I put all of the good info right here at the beginning of the stream so you don't have to go looking for it. It's sort of an opening show monologue and then I discuss it with the live environment. That's why this video is a little bit longer. So it'll be a while until we see The Last of Us Factions 2 if the project actually launches at all. The recent announcement from Naughty Dog about the project being halted or they need more time sparked articles from Bloomberg, rumors from insiders, and Naughty Dog even tweeting about the new game. First, I want to walk through what we know. What's everybody saying? Asking if the project's been cancelled or not. Does it look like it's heading toward that? Second, I want to look at what happened. Why would a game that was announced last year and sort of this big showing at Summer Game Fest all of a sudden be like, hey, we need more time. I think they knew this article was coming. It kind of got the little hat tip because, you know, Schreier was the one at Bloomberg asking for comment. I'll touch on that in a moment. But what happened? Why would they need to either stop or maybe even consider canceling the project? Third, I want to consider the live service future at PlayStation. Players are concerned. Bungie seems to be the muscle. They're bringing in Bungie and they're basically saying, nope, these projects aren't good enough or these projects need to be shelved or cancelled. Lastly, I do want to look at what else is in the announcement. A lot of the devs are tweeting about it. Many people think that the devs are talking about the multiplayer project, but at least one of them clearly isn't, and we'll take a look at that. So first, what do we know? Well, an article from Bloomberg hit shortly after the tweet from Naughty Dog. I just saw the tweet from Naughty Dog. I retweeted it. I said, hey, good on them. I had a bunch of people getting up my nose about that. They're like, oh, well, you're trying to gloss over this. It's like, I I didn't see any articles because they weren't out yet. I was just glad that one of the PlayStation developers had the decency to be like, you're not going to see us at Summer Game Fest. The PlayStation Showcase had a lot of Sony developers tweeting and posturing as if they were going to be there, and then they weren't. And that was pretty irritating. So I thought, well, hey, all these people that were trying to kind of cope with the bad PlayStation Showcase were saying, oh, well, maybe Sony's holding on to something. Maybe there's a second Showcase. Just stop. If they show up to Summer Game Fest with any announcements, great. But many people were looking to factions to be there. They thought, oh, no, no, they'll be there because they were at Summer Game Fest last year. And Naughty Dog walks out and says, no, we need more time. It's actually clear there's a lot more going on. The Bloomberg headline reads, Last of Us multiplayer video game faces setbacks at Sony. And then right beneath that, he says, weaknesses were found in the game. 
even as the HBO series became a hit. Now, Jason Schreier wastes no time getting right into the point and vetting his claim. He says, Sony Group Corp. has slowed down development on an upcoming multiplayer game in its long-running The Last of Us video game series as the creators reassess its quality and long-term viability, according to four people familiar with the project. So, four people that spoke anonymously with Jason Schreier at Bloomberg are like, they're scaling down development. This thing didn't meet standards. This sounds very similar to what happened with Deviation and their game because they're trying to get in the live service. And I think Sony says, listen, your your games have got to be excellent or we're not doing it. We're, we're not going to shovel out content that just isn't going to be successful. So what happened? Well, according to the article, the team working on the game was scaled back after a recent evaluation, said the people who asked not to be named because they were not authorized to speak publicly so there was this evaluation we're hearing that Bungie's the one doing it they're going through rigorous evaluation of any games that want to be live service now we're going to look at this a little bit further in a moment because it does involve Bungie but the article goes on to say a small group remains on the project while the company reevaluates the direction. While the game has not been canceled, many of its developers have been moved to other projects. So many were running with the headline in the news, this has been canceled. I'm asking the question, has it been canceled? Because it sounds like they're kind of getting ready to cancel it. But according to the people that sparked this article it's not been officially cancelled they're just moving people off the project what it sounds to me like is they're halting production they're saying nope stop don't do anything more this thing's not ready we we don't even know if we're going to ship it as it stands it might need a complete shift in direction maybe new management and we got a lot of great people here let's have them working on something else while, while we figure this out now in light of how this reads that certainly could be the case though that this becomes a cancelled project they just fundamentally decide no there's not enough here that we can use and it seems that for now they're assessing what to do while lowering waste Naughty Dog tweeted 30 minutes before the article hit so when Jason Schreier reached out for comment they knew the article was coming so this was kind of damage control they were like oh gosh this article is going to hit about you know them reassessing the project them taking people off the project somebody spoke to the press we better get out here and say something before the article hits so what did naughty dog say all right well they tweeted out this big image it's like the cliche image that we've seen so many times uh, I've, I've got a couple different versions of it here is the image now we've got some other versions of this because other people tweeted as well the last of us fans we know many of you have been looking forward to hearing more about our last of us multiplayer game we're incredibly proud of the job our studio has done thus far but as development has continued we've realized what is best for the game is to give it more time our team will continue to work on the project as well as our other games in development including a brand new single player experience we look forward to sharing more info soon we're grateful to our fantastic community for your support thank you for your passion for our games it continues to drive us this is pretty much just garden variety delay image tweet announcement although we had no release date this reads like a delay because a year after announcing it at summer game fest 
I think it was natural for a lot of people to say, hey, are you going to have an update? Are you going to have a trailer? Are we going to get to see gameplay? Keep in mind the history of the game and why this is so disappointing for fans. More from Bloomberg. Naughty Dog has been developing the multiplayer title for at least four years. It started as a complementary mode to The Last of Us Part Two, the single-player game that released in 2020, but the creators grew ambitious and decided to make it its own game, Naughty Dog said. So it might surprise you that the factions mode in the original game was kind of a hit people really liked it and when it was absent in the second game there were many people that thought that was pretty disappointing they wanted to slice this off and have it be its own thing so fans were eager to see where this project was headed as a standalone piece of property in the wake of the bloomberg article insiders started weighing in jeff grubb said all i've heard about this game is that it looks a lot like a studio's first live service game and that naughty dog wanted to do things its way which maybe didn't bode well for factions something to keep in mind is a recent interview that Yoshida did with the Guardian right Shuhei Yoshida was you know doing an interview about basically how often they cancel projects at PlayStation he said the following PlayStation embraces new ideas and many of them fail we do a prototype we evaluate we decide whether to spend more time and resources or we just stop we cancel so many games This is partially the backdrop that many people are seeing, like, oh, this is headed towards cancellation. PlayStation has no problem canceling games. They stop and cancel all the time, according to this interview. He went on to say that he does this to help the devs. He said, quote, I usually try to convince the developer that I'm trying to save them from getting stuck with this project. So we're we're talking about a process where, listen, you're wasting your time on this, especially a company like Naughty Dog. So what happened, right? Why would they get to the conclusion that you're wasting your time on this or this needs to stop or, you know, maybe this needs to be canceled? I think it's important to highlight things that lead to this moment as sort of an exterior reality to the project itself. First, Sony recently admitted on a webcast that every episode of The Last of Us caused a spike in sales. That sounds great, right? Well, that likely added pressure, which I think showed up in a terrible decision that Sony made. PlayStation made and Naughty Dog together made a horrible decision to hire Iron Galaxy to port The Last of Us Part 1 because Nixus was already working on something. That's one of their companies that they use for porting. In an effort to get the game on PC in conjunction with the TV show, they hurt their own property pretty severely on PC. It made massive headlines. Everybody was very angry. There were tons of memes about how bad it looked and that likely drove them to say, listen, we can't can't do any more damage to this IP it's too valuable to us we have it on good authority that Bungie is being utilized for these live service games the center for live service excellence that Sony is building with Bungie Bungie seemingly is the rigorous scrutiny they're bringing them in to look at these games deviation games already laid off 90 employees and in a similar fashion it seems that their live service game is facing potential cancellation they're saying the same thing naughty dog is like oh no that we're, we're going forward it's hard you know we, we're losing people word on the street is that bungie looked at deviations games said nope this is no good 
good, and here we are. Keep in mind, Deviation's not owned by Sony, but Sony was publishing the game and likely had something to do with, like, hey, we're going to have Bungie look at your game and assess whether or not we want to move forward with this project. It seems that Naughty Dog faced the same scrutiny. More from Bloomberg. Sony has invested heavily in games as a service, or video games designed to be monetized beyond their initial sales through ongoing purchases. As part of that push, it asked another of its video game studios, Seattle-based Bungie, to evaluate the games across its portfolio. Bungie raised questions about The Last of Us multiplayer project's ability to keep players engaged for a long period of time, which led to the reassessment. Listen, Bungie has gone through the worst, I think, lessons learned about how do you make a game last a long time? How do you keep people logging in? It appears that Sony is so serious about its live service efforts that they're willing to let Bungie drive evaluation to the point that Naughty Dog has was, was potentially just told no. You're not doing that. That is not going to work. That's not the game we want to ship. Remember, Jeff Grubb highlighted that this was their first live service game, but he also highlighted they seemingly were trying to do things their way, and potentially that got them told, no, uh-uh, you're, this is done. This is stopping right now. Love them or hate them, Bungie is probably the most qualified to speak on what will last and what won't last in the live service landscape. And this brings up concerns from the players. What's the live service future for PlayStation? When Sony revealed that by the end of fiscal year 2025, they want a 60-40 split with investment into live service versus traditional. That's 60% going to live service and 40% going to traditional. Well, many people heard that and they got concerned, but you have to keep in mind that 40% for traditional is higher than it's been in previous years. They're increasing their spending in traditional. They're not lowering it, okay? They're also adding a bunch of funding for live service. They're essentially accelerating that investment in spending while also increasing their spending on traditional. Some have even criticized the showcase, the PlayStation showcase that just happened for having a lack of first party and a lack of gameplay, but many were unhappy with the focus on live service games. From where I sit, Bungie's earning their keep already. At one level, it's good to see Sony basically benefiting and learning from Bungie's experiences because Bungie's been through the ringer. Destiny 1 all the way to where we are right now in Destiny 2 was a long and tough journey because if there's a company that knows about failure and survival in the live service world, it is definitely Bungie. In my estimation, Naughty Dog doesn't know what they're doing in the realm of live service games. Instead of pressing on, launching the game, having it fail, Sony's reassessing. This will be the danger and risk they face when you have single player studios dipping their toes into something that they have no experience with. My opinion is that Sony has it backwards. Rather than have Bungie step in this late, have them be involved much earlier in the process. Understandably, there may have been a ramp-up period where they established protocols, standards, and processes for evaluation, right? It's 2023. Bungie's been under Sony's ownership for, you know, maybe less than two years. Yeah, less than two years. So that ramp-up period sadly meant that they got to these projects too late. They got to the Naughty Dog project and the Deviation project too late. But PlayStation better not just reassess the last of factions too i would reassess when bungie gets involved if the pattern going forward is you get a visit from bungie you cross your fingers and then you watch your project get scrapped that's bad management 
Something I've consistently hammered Xbox for is how they clearly were not involved with 343 and Halo, and then they shipped a very undercooked and bad game. So for now, it seems that two things are true. Sony's struggling to get live service games to the market, but that's because they have high standards and a system of checks and balances with Bungie. But we can't just ignore what Naughty Dog devs were tweeting about this new single-player experience. The biggest aspect of this is that they're getting it's getting glossed over is how they casually announce a new single-player experience, and it's more than that. Devs are seemingly tweeting about it. Del Walker, senior character artist at Naughty Dog, retweeted the announcement and he said, let us cook. Now, some people were speculating that he and others were talking about the multiplayer game. Like, hey, let us cook. We're going to get this done, right? And then, as if to make sure we knew what he was talking about, he replied to his own tweet and said, quote, a brand new single player experience with a gif of some guy with all this like swaggered out clothes and like, you know, he was kind of sauntering around. So he's clearly saying, hey, let us cook this new single player experience. Y'all are freaking out about this multiplayer thing. Don't worry. Let us work on this single player thing. That doesn't necessarily read like, oh yeah, don't worry guys. Multiplayer game is well underway. It almost reads as if, hey, let us do what we're good at. Then the lead editor at Naughty Dog, Samuel Prince, tweeted later the same day, I think seemingly pushing the same metaphor and says, I can assure you it smells great in this kitchen. Now, there was one other tweet. I forgot to grab a snapshot of it. There was one other tweet of somebody saying, hey, I hope everything is going fine. And the person said, oh, no, we're still working on it, right? They were sort of giving assurances that the project was still being worked on. The announcement says the same thing. And the four people that talked to Jason Schreier said the same thing. No, 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 no. It's not canceled. We're still working on it. I mean, that doesn't give me tons of confidence. Especially when you have two other devs from Naughty Dog seemingly saying, hey, let us work on this single player thing. Trust us, let us cook. Many have speculated that both of the gentlemen talking about let us cook were speaking about factions, but it's clear the first was not speaking about factions at all, and the second seems to be jumping on the same verbiage about what smells so good in the kitchen. My theory is they are part of Naughty Dog that works on single player experiences and that's what they want to do. It wouldn't really surprise me if a large portion of the company aren't that thrilled about live service development. A multiplayer mode that was popular in the past getting to return, well that's exciting. Seeing it halted or potentially delayed simply because it won't last as a live service game is likely creating some creative dissonance at the company. It took Bungie five to six years to solve their internal creative dissonance that started with Joseph Staten's supercut being rejected and him leaving Bungie. It took years to get that remnant DNA and those employees out of the company. Prior to Bungie really doubling down on Destiny 2, a lot of people left the company. Some of their own choice and some, I think, were pushed out. They were basically trying to unify the vision of the company. It's not easy to take a company that's really good at one thing and suddenly try to do something else. This is something that is likely a challenge for Naughty Dog. It'll be interesting how this shakes up since rumors and insiders are claiming that employees are being shifted around. Even Jason Schreier with the four people close to the project indicated people are being moved to other projects. So what do I think? I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. First, I don't think Naughty Dog knows how to build a live service game. And the truth is, 
I don't think a lot of companies know how to build a live service game. Every time we hear about a live service video game, I always say the same thing. A great content loop is just the starting position. So many games can do that. You can make a very satisfying content loop. After that, all I want to know is how will your game last? I always say, what's the ongoing content plan? What's the longevity? What's the elasticity? These are the things I always say anytime we're looking at a live service game. The most companies, I think, don't have good answers to this. Bungie seemed to think the same thing about Naughty Dog and their approach to factions, too. Second, I don't think Sony wants any more bad content delivered for the IP of The Last of Us. It's just too valuable to them. It's better to shelve and not ship if it's just not going to be successful. Third, no studio is immune to bad management and bad decisions. I'd rather have companies like Sony and Microsoft step in and stop a project rather than ship a broken one. The current trend of shipping games that aren't ready is hopefully reaching a breaking point. Redfall, Jedi Survivor, The Last of Us PC port... Everybody's taking their turn shipping undercooked trash to the market. With PlayStation's history of removing Cyberpunk from its storefront, I hope they continue to have high standards because the PC port of The Last of Us was not something that should have happened. And if that means projects that I want to see come to fruition, if they get canceled or they get delayed, well, so be it. But as I said before, I think Sony needs to step in with Bungie earlier. Announcing this game at Summer Game Fest feels a lot like that PC port decision. You jumped the gun because you wanted to push the TV show and you wanted to push the hype. And much like the PC port, your fans are all justifiably irritated with your bad decision making. So, is The Last of Us Factions 2 cancelled? Well, not yet. But from the way it sounds, it could be headed there if they can't get the ship turned around. If Sony expects to enter the live service landscape, having high standards is great, but having proper management of the projects isn't just better, it's a must. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. PlayStation's attempt to get into the live service video game market is off to a rocky start. Many of us expected that given how high their aspirations are. Some of us even went so far, I said that, listen, a lot of these games probably just won't make it. Some are just going to fail and flop and others will rise to the surface and be successful. Sony seems to have other plans. If the game looks like it's not going to make it, they're just going to stop it dead in its tracks and maybe even kill it. Number two, part of me wonders about the potential conflict of interest with Bungie. They have their own live service shooter in the market, and they have another one on the way with Marathon. How has Sony created or fostered a division of labor and interest to ensure that Bungie's not killing projects because it's going to step on their own toes? I'm not saying that's what's happening here. But if I'm working on live service shooters, and I also have to review other live service shooters... Isn't that going to affect some, I don't know, maybe conflict of interest? If I can affect their project landing, that seems like a potential problem long term. I firmly believe that what we're hearing is, is Naughty Dog didn't know what they were doing. And that's not slamming them. It's the most obvious conclusion to come to. But it raises questions about Bungie's role long term. As both a live service game creator and the live service game executioner, I feel like a conflict of interest could be brewing. 
Here's my conclusion. As someone who's made predictions about the rise of live service, none of Sony's plans are surprising to me. What seems surprising to some is that PlayStation is willing to yank the leash even on their darling studio, Naughty Dog pun intended. I honestly found the commentary from pro Xbox Twitter accounts and pro Xbox YouTubers to be hilarious. After what happened with Halo Infinite and Redfall, it felt like a bad joke with no punchline. Sony halts or potentially cancels projects that don't pass a rigorous review process. Maybe Xbox should try that with their biggest property in Halo. Maybe they should have tried that with newly acquired content in Redfall. As Phil Spencer admitted, they didn't get involved fast enough or soon enough with Redfall. And I'm calling on Sony to do the same thing. Get involved earlier with these live service projects. Don't just start canceling them once they're up and running or halfway through development. As I say this, I'm saying this as a fan of games. I really think live service can be a great format if done properly. I cheered for Halo. I thought it was going to potentially usher in the arena shooter back into the mainstream. I remember watching the interviews with Joseph Staten and getting excited. And I thought Factions 2 could be a special game in the midst of a very saturated market. Sadly, I was wrong about Halo and potentially I was wrong about Factions 2. But for now, like everybody else heading into June and the rest of this year, we're just going to have to wait. And that is the show open. We have no idea what the status of this game is other than that they've basically pressed pause, right? And that could be leading to it being canceled. Good morning, good afternoon, and uh, good evening, and happy Memorial Day to you. Thank you to all of our service members that are watching, resting, or propping your feet and taking the day off. Uh, We do thank you for your service. I have service members in my family and in my circles, so we appreciate you. I didn't take the day off because like, we did a bunch of stuff yesterday with friends and family and a picnic and everything else. So today... I'm working, and uh, I want to have a discussion with you guys about this. Let's get the member goal started. Let's get the coffee sales going. Uh, The coffee should be showing up now on the YouTube channel. You should be able to see that on more and more places. We'll start putting that on the actual videos as well. I wonder how much they make on MLB The Show. That's probably their best live service game. GT7 is live service, but you honestly don't have to spend money in that game. GT7 is a great showcase for the PSVR 2 as well I'm actually seeing that getting more and more uh, traction in the uh, in the dialogue you used to work with the Dell guy oh very nice yeah he he seems to be he seems to be trying to say look man I, we, we, let us cook on this on this single player game like let us cook great delivery today thank you appreciate Lono military service member here thank you appreciate that man thanks for your service thanks for watching let's set our sights on 200 likes guys I wasn't sure what today would look like I was like we might not have anybody tune in because we won't have our worker lurkers they're all going to be sitting in the shade and and relaxing right yo a gifted member from Mr. Hall he's going to start things off right thank you so much for doing that you guys have slipped all the way down to 3100 members you're maintaining 3000 keep it going Keep it going. By the end of this, by the end of this month, if you guys can hit 3,500, we'll think of another goofy stream for me to do. I don't know if it'll be another Just Dance stream. Maybe we'll do another uh, a Beat Saber stream. People seem to like that. That was uh, that was not what I expected. That was way more enjoyable than I thought it was going to be. 
DK Bager also doing the same thing, keeping that energy of, look, man, we can do one at a time. We don't got to do big, huge member bombs. We can inch this thing forward one at a time. Benson grabs that membership. Lurkers here, smash the like button. Thank you, everybody, for smashing the like button if you're lurking and enjoying the show. I wish they would make more single-player games instead of live service. Making a big hit live service game is like catching lightning in a bottle, says Victor. I think that's going to be one of the challenges is... If you think about games that are successful with live service, there's so few that have come out of the gate and been like, we're going to be live service and pull it off. It's super rare. Most of these games, good morning feed, good to see you in the chat. Most of these games, they slowly get there. Yo, what's good, Professor Mal? Two developers from Naughty Dog came out and said that the game is good and being made. Well, now hang on a minute. Are you talking about these guys? If you're talking about Del Walker and Samuel Prince, I am not convinced they are talking about the multiplayer game. Number one, Del Walker literally replied to his own tweet and said, a brand new single player experience. Yo, Gilly in the Mist with 22 months and it's a VIP plus. Morning, Lono. Happy Memorial Day. Don't work too hard today. Gotta get some R&R. Spend some time uh, at the pool. Thank you so much. I'll have time for that in July. I'm take, we're taking a trip in July. Lurker here, Pog. Thanks for being here. They're making 12 because they know only three will make the final cut though, right? See, but I don't know if that's the plan, Creature. Do you think they said, let's try to make 12 and then they're just like, well, two have already been canceled. Deviation and, you know, maybe they're getting ready to cancel factions too. I don't know. I Like... In my mind, I thought The Last of Us Factions 2 was going to be sort of like a BR game, like a Battle Royale game. I you know, th- th- I think the dilemma is if you look at the history if if you look at the history of that game, it wasn't live service. It was like a multiplayer mode. Are there enough gamers to support this many live games says Zubair. Well, they okay, so Sony did some interviews about their live service games. And they said Essentially, we're not just going to make a bunch of Fortnites. We're not just going to make a bunch of Battle Royales. They said they were going to go with different scale, different genres, different audiences. If I had just a few friends who could play at the right times, a control scheme uh, I'm already very comfortable with, combat that makes sense, this is a game for me if I had the friends. Well, you could meet people, obviously, through matchmaking. Why are they going the traditional route for live service? What the fans decide unless they're trying to make a premium live service right off the bat. Well, but that's the thing, though. What do you mean, let the fans decide? Like, you have to have a good game built to last if... I'll give you an example. Anthem wasn't built to last. So people played the game, enjoyed the content loop, liked the flying and the javelins, but then there was literally nothing beyond that. So the fans could, even in that game, as an example, even in that game, no matter how many people loved that game, believed in it, or was in its corner, it didn't matter. You didn't have anything on the other side. If Naughty Dog took a similar approach to Factions 2, Bungie gets a look under the hood and they're like, this game isn't going to last. You're going to make it a month, maybe. You got, What are you guys doing? And they're like, well, stop the whole thing. I think that's the dilemma. Number one, live service is not super rigidly defined by anybody. Okay? I 
I don't think Foam Stars is a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, is that one not an exclusive? I don't think it is, but I mean, I don't know. We already saw the one title basically said, we don't have an exclusive deal. The uh, the Blade Zero game or whatever it's called, Phantom Blade Zero, they were like, no, we don't we don't have an exclusivity deal. They basically were like, yeah, we're we're not we're not building we're not. I just realized I still have the chroma key on on this. <laughs> there we go. I was like, why is my shirt missing colors? I looked up and thought, where's the yellow on old Ghosty's head? There we go. I chroma I had a chroma key running for the Beat Saber stream. Were they planning to have a campaign in the factions? No, no. Factions was going to be purely multiplayer. They basically took the Last of Us factions gameplay and they sliced it off and they said, "This we're, we're going to be doing, this is a standalone. They're mobile devs? Who gives a frick? Like, the, the game looked great. What's them being mobile devs have anything to do with it? You can't just put stuff out and hope it survives in this environment, says Sinnoh. Is the competition for consumer attention so fierce, you're just throwing money away doing that? That's exactly right. You can't just throw a game out and be like, well, we'll let the fans decide what we do. What are you talking about? They'll play the game for a week, and if it's not built right, they'll just walk away. They're just going to walk away. They're not going to stay. Were you talking about Phantom Blade? Yeah, we mentioned it and said that they don't have a they don't have an exclusivity deal. They they were out there tweeting about it. You know, Xbox fans are like, oh man, we'd love that game, and they're like, well, we don't have an exclusivity deal, right? I um I don't have I didn't get an email about my stream today, so hopefully we're doing just fine without the alert going out. All right. <laughs> even without the alert going out guys push push for 200 likes though super early in the stream and it does help we're really close already and consider gifting some members that also helps out it gets so many of these people in chat out of the gray name bin and into the sunshine with us members so they can hang out for those daily debriefs you got the youtube noties okay i, I didn't get my daily email where it's like hey you just went live Neil talked multiple times about how it will have the story, it will have a story in characters, so it did have a story in some kind of campaign. Yeah, but Shelly, I mean, I would imagine it wasn't going to be, it wasn't going to be at the caliber of the of The Last of Us Part 1 and 2. It's also seemingly been confirmed that The Last of Us Part 3 is in active development. And, and, and a new single player experience is being built. We don't know what any of that is. We don't know Bungie's actual assessment. Destiny is a step above mid. Thank you for nine months. Well, here's the thing. Let's let's take your opinion of Destiny and shelve it, because I don't care about that. There, we don't know their assessment. Four people close to the project told Jason Schreier what the assessment was. The the, the so obviously, sure you can say well, we don't know if that's true or not. But okay, I mean, what do we? What do they just went and lied to Jason Schreier? They're just like, yeah, we're 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 just gonna go. You know, four people close to the project are just gonna go lie to him. Right here, Bungie raised questions about the Last of Us multiplayer project's ability to keep players engaged for a long period of time, which led to the reassessment. So, sure, there's the possibility that that's just a total lie. But it doesn't, it's, it sounds like, it sounds like a pretty reasonable statement. It's like, they looked at it and they're like, I, I, we, this doesn't seem like this has been built to last a very long time. 
They question the long-term viability. Right. Why build a live service game if it doesn't have long-term viability? That's quite literally the point of a live service game. The whole concept of live service games should be getting rid of trash altogether. Not, I'm not some lab rat. If Sony honestly is wanting to just, you know, have another live service game, they should just buy Square Enix and count Final Fantasy 14. But you're, okay... Number one, I don't, I don't know if they're ever going to buy Square Enix. Square Enix is essentially a, a, a first-party studio without any of the risk of production costs and investment and all that from Sony. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not nearly the same scale, okay? Here's the thing you have to consider. If, if they... Like, let's just ignore that they could buy Square Enix. Sony's wanting to increase their spending in live service. Just buying Square Enix isn't what they're trying to do. They're actively wanting to, by the end of fiscal year 2025, to be investing 60% in live service and 40% in traditional. Remember, that 40% is higher than previous years. Traditional investment's going up, and then they're throwing in a mountain of investment in the live service. Now, I've seen people commentating on Twitter that essentially what Sony is doing is they're targeting the other portion of the market. We, those of us that are like, give me the single player games, give me the action adventures, I'm sort of torn between the two worlds. I want Ghost of Tsushima, but I also think it'd be great if Ghost of Tsushima was an ongoing game like the way that Valhalla was. Just give me more. Let me play the game for forever if I can, right? I'm fully in support of that, so I'm a little bit of a hybrid of like, I enjoy a good single-player action-adventure game, but I also love the concept of a game going for a long period of time, especially when you spend so much time building these massive worlds. Like, if you look at the size of the worlds and the maps in games like Assassin's Creed, it makes sense to be like, why don't you get three to five years of capital out of that instead of just immediately walking away from it and having to build something else? This is this is a lesson that I think companies are actively learning from none other than Bungie. Like, you've got this amazing game that you've built, you did all this work, and then you're just going to walk away from it, right? So Sony's looking at the market and saying, dude, there are so many people that want live service, that support live service, that funnel money into live service, and they're never going to touch Ghost of Tsushima 2. And they're never going to touch the Third Horizon game, right? They want live service. They're targeting another portion of the market, and I am sort of in both markets. A lot of you just aren't in the live service target. You're, you're, you're not who they're... So you're not, but the thing is, don't worry. Don't worry. There's no re- there's there's no reason to feel like you're suddenly going to get the short end of the stick. Why spend five years and a hundred million on something to walk through once, maybe twice? <clears throat> Ghost of Tsushima was mid. It's just more Ubisoft style slop. Most overrated game of the decade. Says someone who clearly didn't play it all the way to completion, or you're just baiting. It won awards. It got award nominations. You you literally couldn't be more wrong. Like. You, when someone says underrated, what they're saying is, I didn't like something that's really popular and highly praised. Like, it sounds like you didn't play it. <clears throat> like, genuinely, I feel like people say things like that because they never touched it. They watched a couple videos and they're like, yeah, that's, I, I know what that game's all about. No, you, di- you didn't play it. 
could possibly be why they're putting 60% in the live service because they're aware they'll waste a little money in the beginning. I mean, it could be big spending up front, Henry, yes, knowing that there's going to be casualties along the way, right? If you build a nuclear aircraft carrier, you should try to get a few decades of use out of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't see why you wouldn't do that. 60% 60% live service is way too high. It should be swap, 40 live, and, and 60% single player. Sony needs to keep doing what they do best. But Dave, again, you're missing the point. The, the 40% of that slice is much higher than it was a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago, it was a lot lower. Then it went up. It's going up again. Okay? Don't, don't miss that part of the equation. They are saying, yes, we want to spend more doing what we're really good at okay we want to spend more on what we're really really good at but they also want to invest in a bunch of live service as well i don't feel like they're juxtaposed i think people assume that they're juxtaposed and they're not if if i was investing more in the coffee which make sure you guys you know get those orders in right the coffee orders slowed all the way down we completely revamped the website relaunched it and i don't mention it enough because people always give me grief for mentioning it but let's just say that i said we're going to increase our investment in dark and light roast we will also be then procuring a bunch of other funds and investing in tea Right, we're gonna have we're gonna have a handful of tea flavors under the Reforge Roast name. Now, fans of the coffee, be like, oh, you shouldn't do that. Stick to what you're good at. It's like, no, 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 no. We're increasing our spending on this. We're spending more than we did in the previous years, while also dumping a bunch of money into this other thing. They're not diametrically opposed they're not juxtaposed it's not like oh well you're gonna you're gonna hurt your single player efforts no no i i I don't think so even if you look at the even if you look at the the sort of i don't want to call it fallout if you look at as the dust is settling on this naughty dog situation what i would say is it's clear they're still committed to single player we have had it all but confirmed that The Last of Us Part 3 is in development. I don't see how it couldn't be with how amazing the show did. We also have confirmation there's another single-player experience being built. And then you have factions. So even within Naughty Dog and what they're working on, they didn't like all of a sudden throw everything behind just, just live service. Just multiplayer. Yeah, let me show you the actual breakdown because I think this is important. Uh, in in the grand scheme of things, it really is. I think important to remember that you're not having you, you, like it's not like a company is saying, oh, you know, we're going to spend more on live service, so you're not you're not you're not going to get anything. What's my how's my cap set up? Oh, hang on, let me go like this. Yeah, okay, now we're ready. I can show you the image. Let me pull this image up. I, I do. I think you have to see this visually. To fully understand and grapple with what's going on okay if you look all the way back here to fiscal year 2019 when 88% of the budget was going towards traditional right and then drag your little eyeballs over here this 40% 
is actually higher than when it was at 88. Do you understand? They're actually spending more money than they did all the way back there in fiscal year 2019. Now, in fiscal year 23, it's down here. It's at 45. Well, how can 45 be a a smaller bar than 40? Because it's a percentage. It's not representing a, a, a total quantity. It's representing a percentage of a total. Okay? So the height of this bar is way up here. What should be encouraging to you is, look how gigantic this bar is in comparison to this bar over here and this bar here and then if you look at the 40 percent it's the same no it is not that is not the same that is a hundred percent higher by about five percent i'm i'm guessing that bar this bar is a taller bar than fiscal year 2019 and it's taller than fiscal year 23 okay and as projections tend to go i would imagine every couple of years this this 40 percent right will will keep going up i would imagine i would imagine it would just keep going up they're just going to keep investing in traditional because listen traditional is where they make a ton of money they make a ton of money on traditional single player you know first first player i'm I'm sorry single player third person they they love those games we know they're going to continue doing those games Yo, Khaled with 19 months. Let all, let's all hit the like button, boys. This man and his show deserve some love. Let's give the stream all the way up. Yeah, let's get the likes up. Let's get some members going. Wear those big member bombs. It's Monday. You know we got to start Monday strong. Let's hit 300 likes. We can do it, guaranteed. Yes, but we have to admit 23 is lower than 19 for single player. Oh, for sure. Y- yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. It took a dip. It's like a dip right here. Yep. And listen, we saw it in the showcase. The proof is in the pudding, isn't it? PlayStation walks out, and I mean, a lot of that showcase was uh, was was live service. It wasn't a bunch of single player. It wasn't a bunch of amazing. Oh yeah, look what we're getting next from Tsushima and other other single player franchises underneath the Sony banner. Lono Factions is four plus years old and Greb said it was pulled from the showcase. Neil said they intend to announce games close to launch. Sony had Naughty Dog in their live service presentation last week. Well then, so something happened, Shelly. Think about what you just said. Think Think about what you just said. They pulled it from the showcase. Now, that might make sense of... We didn't see a lot of first-party studios there. Naughty Dog was supposed to be the other big studio there. We kept saying if there was one or two more first-party studios, it would have been a lot more balanced out. You could have spaced them throughout the show, and instead it was like you started the show with a cinematic trailer about, you know, fair games, and then like Indie Live, Indie, indie Live Service, not, not Indie Live Service, it was like Indies and third-party multi-platforms, Indie third-party multi-platforms, and it was like, well, here's another first-party live service, it's just CGI, uh, here's, here's, a, here's a third-party live service. It was like, boo 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 Outward of Spider-Man already. Like, wait, what happened? Where's the show? Jeff Keighley might have factions. No, no, stop that. No, no. This is quite literally why this story came to the surface. Everybody was speculating that 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 Naughty Dog was going to be at Summer Game Fest. 
And then this story from Schreier is about to hit, and Naughty Dog's like, we better get out there and, and do some damage control. Nope, this game, we need more time. You will, you will not see, you will not see factions this year, probably. Back, uh, hang on. You, yes, can you hear me out? I would bet Bungie identified that Factions has been built like a traditional multiplayer game instead of a live service game. Bungie may be saying, needs more microtransactions, currencies, or grind. That's awfully favorable to Naughty Dog. (laughs) Do you want to know what the most likely explanation is? Naughty Dog doesn't know what they're doing. Like, (laughs) that's the most likely explanation, is that Naughty Dog doesn't know what they're doing. They know how to build an amazing single-player game, and they took a multiplayer mode from a game from a bygone era, and they wanted to bring it back. And Bungie looks at it and says, this isn't going to last. It's not, oh, you need more microtransactions and grinds. No, you don't know what you're doing. This isn't your ballpark, right? You're playing baseball on a volleyball court. You don't know what you're doing. Like This, is not, this isn't your field of expertise. The fact that according to Schreier, according to people that were close to the project, they've moved people off of the project. That's not, oh, you just need some more microtransactions and grind. That's, we're either starting over or this thing's getting scrapped. If you completely halt production and then move people, that doesn't mean... You just need some micros and some grind, bro. I don't think so. No. I, I don't agree with that read of this at all. Are you familiar with the micro, microtransactions model of Uncharted 3 and 4 and the TLU at multiplayer, though? Those games had microtransactions and loot boxes. They had cosmetics and skins. Okay. It, look, I don't know what you're saying then. It sounded like you said it needed more. You're saying they did it in the past. I'm not connecting the dots now. You, you're... You're, the, the 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 logic that you're trotting out for me is not connecting. I'm missing I'm missing something that you're trying to communicate. For perspective, Lono, as loyal as I was along with others with playing factions, the player base on its best day didn't hit Bungie's worst PvP numbers. Well, but again, Liquid Smoke, it never marketed itself as that, so I wouldn't expect that. I'd be ticked if I was Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog multiplayer was almost a decade ago. They outdated. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have confidence in their ability to build that as a, as an ongoing live service game. They should have just tacked it on to 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 the to part one remake as a fun mode, right? I, that's what I would have done. What is this? Integration plan for Bungie. Onboarding. Accelerate benefits for individual titles while building dedicated live service expertise. So month one, Bungie and PlayStation Studios process immersion. Bungie philosophy and principles in immersion. Month six through 12, flexible approach. Build wider SIE expertise. Assist in development projects. This is exactly what I talked about in my video when I said this is not the correct order, but there was likely a ramp up period. Turns out I was exactly right. So right here you can see, thank you Paul for sending this. So in my show open, I said, this feels like mismanagement. Bringing in Bungie this late in a project's life seems like you waited way too long. Here's why it happened. I said in my show open, I said, listen, more than likely, 
what what they were dealing with was a ramp up. Like you got to acquire Bungie, then you got to ramp them up. Why why is F11 not going away? Oh, that's a you screenshotted it with F11 on there. That's hilarious. Okay, that's literally a part of the image. Um, so th- that's exactly what happened. You can see here month one, month three, and then months six through twelve of owning Bungie is. Flexible approach, build wider SIE expertise, and assist in development projects. See right here? Individual title reviews. So the reason Bungie got to these titles so late in development is Bungie had to go through this integration process before they could start looking at the projects. What will hopefully happen going forward is that Bungie's more involved from the beginning. You, you you don't wait four years in to be like, hey, Bungie, how do you think we're doing? No, 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 no. That's terrible management. So it sounds to me like going forward, I, I, I won't accept that as an excuse. I'll be like, no, Bungie needs to be involved from moment one. I have so many points, but it's hard to explain over live chat with the conversation being so dynamic. I might need uh, to take Creature up on that Discord. Listen, if you're a member and you're, you're you're struggling with like character count and conveying your point, the Discord is literally there as a service to you as a member. If you look in the bottom left, they weren't even officially owned until quarter three last year. They haven't even owned them a year. Thank you, Gilly, for pointing that out. I expected closing a Bungie acquisition to be completed in quarter three of fiscal year 2022. So, again, while I'm telling you this is bad management, it was unavoidable. So, the fault lays on Naughty Dog more than anybody. Sony literally said, we're going to get Bungie, we're going to bring him to your doorstep, and buddy, your game better be ready. Your game better be in good shape. Deviation doesn't make the cut. Naughty Dog, hanging on by a thread as far as I can tell. Lynch DJ with a $5 super chat tip says, in my opinion, I think it's more money monetization than quality issues. Why? Look at Naughty Dog's job openings. They're looking for high level finance positions. Okay, but that that's not... Okay, four years into the project... And Bungie says, we don't think this thing can last long term. Money and monetization isn't the answer to that. They're saying your game doesn't have gas in the tank. And you're like, but if we put pretty paint on the car, no. Nope. Bungie's not saying... This thing won't won't thrive monetarily. Like, it's not going to generate money. They're saying, this thing won't last. It's not going to drive very far. That's a content problem. That's not a monetization problem. Do you understand? Like, a monetization problem wouldn't, wouldn't be expressed in the way that it's being expressed. They questioned the long-term viability like oh oh yeah you need better monetization listen if all they needed was better monetization you wouldn't take people off the project that doesn't make any sense bungie raised questions about the last of us multiplayer project's ability to keep players engaged for a long period of time that has nothing to do with microtransactions 
Alapark says, I think folks are missing just how much more budget is being allocated to game development in general moving forward for Sony. That's a lot of games being developed in the future. Yeah, I think the thing that people just keep missing with this image. I'm just going to keep coming back to this image. Like, look at how much more they're spending. This is just four years ago. They're more than doubling their spending. That's huge. That's enormous. Now, why do you think that is? Well, when you're really successful and you're generating a ton of revenue doing something, the higher-ups are going to say, well, do more of that. What's your R&D tell you? What's the market research tell you? What, what, who should we be targeting? What customers should we be aiming at? 623 people here. We should easily have 300 likes. And we should have way more members on that daily member goal. You guys have got about 3,100 members right now. You have, I'll give you to the end of the week. What do you guys want for 3,500, huh? Please don't tell me you want another Just Dance stream. You guys have to ask for something different. You monetize a popular game later. You can't monetize get a dead game at all, says Zubair. Exactly. How are players engaged in live service, microtransactions, and FOMO? That is a reductionist description of what keeps people playing live service games. What what keeps people playing? What what has kept people playing Destiny for the last eight or nine years? If you think the answer to that is microtransactions and FOMO, you've never played Destiny and you've never assessed their microtransaction format. You simply are speaking out of turn. I don't even want to defend that game, but if you think that that game has survived on microtransactions and FOMO, that simply isn't true. Elder Scrolls Online, Path of Exile, Diablo 3, but none of the Final Fantasy 14, none of the ongoing live service games that are successful and garner ongoing like ongoing engagement, none of those games are built that way. In fact, the games that try to do too much microtransactions and FOMO, they die. They, they die. Quite the opposite. They die. They, they don't make it. Everybody's worried. They're like, oh, that's what's going to turn into is micros and FOMO. Brother, the games that push that needle too far, they don't make it. They don't survive. Did you like Days Gone 2? I don't trust any of those rumors around Days Gone 2. I think Bend just inked a contract to make it. I don't think it's in development. I don't think it's anywhere near being here. I think Days Gone 2 will be a late-gen PS5, PS5 Pro title, and I think they just inked the contract. I don't think that game's anywhere near being... It's, there's, it's not even in development yet. It's not. Bend is working on something else. It's multiplayer. It's going to utilize the open world systems of Days Gone, and it's going to have multiplayer. That's I don't know where this is coming from. Bend Studio made it clear they were sitting down with Sony to ink another contract a couple of weeks ago. I think they just inked the contract for Days Gone Three in light of how well it did on PS Plus, and well of how well it, in light of how well it did on PC, in light of the you know the the um, what was it? It was a. Uh, um, a petition to have it made. I, I, be, I believe that they I believe that they got that contract, but it's not it's not in development. There's no reason to think it's in development right now. There's also no reason to think that 
uh, Sony's buying Cyberpunk. That's been shot down from somebody that works at CD Projekt Red. I'm sorry, I said Cyberpunk. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, I don't know your I don't know your username. Maybe Diesel M Diesel. Your your first name starts with M. Yo, DK Baker is gonna gift a member. Pushes it to three. Where are my member bombs on Monday to celebrate the holiday? To celebrate the fact that you've got a stream on a holiday. They will need to make ongoing engaging content for sure. Not sure if Naughty Dog's capable of doing that. Listen, I'm telling you, the easiest answer to this, if you're if I'm Sherlock Holmes, right? <laughs> if I'm Sherlock Holmes, then did I say Days Gone 3? Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of The Last of Us Part 3. That's apparently an active development, and Days Gone 2 is not. It got it's getting baked in. Sorry. Um Buying Cyberpunk. You didn't hear that one? Oh yeah, rumors started spreading over the weekend that Sony's gonna buy CD Projekt Red, and somebody that works at CD Projekt Red's like, no, they're not. <laughs> now they worked in the, I think, like the PR and the marketing. I, I forget where they worked, so it's like I feel like they would know. It wasn't like some lowly dev tweeting because they wouldn't know if they were in talks. That kind of stuff's kept quiet for a while. Everybody with a job's not here today. <laughs> Everybody with money is taking the day off. There's my man. Belly Boy says, hey, 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 hey. We can celebrate this holiday in style. Five gifted members coming out. It goes to God, Howard, Gavin, Hillick, Raven, and Human Type Person along with ETP. I got to open the door in the office. Give me one second. Oh, and Mantis got one as well. Naughty Dog has no experience. It's the easiest it's the easiest guess. They don't know what they're doing. That's fine. That's not mean to say. Like if you asked me to put together a model train, it would take me way longer than somebody who builds model trains as their hobby. I'd be like I'd be struggling to open the box and they'd be, you know, they'd be done. I think it says when they are fully established its design and pre-production reviews also says Paul. Do you remember at the Summer Game Fest last year, the reveal of factions didn't feel right? At the time I remember saying it had a last minute feel to it. You can't say in your talks, really, that can mess with share prices. Sure. I, I thought the same thing. I said that in my show open, Paul. I said the Last of Us factions getting announced at Summer Game Fest feels an awful lot like the last of us pc port it does this camera needs to we uh we used it for the just dance stream and i wasn't quite centered in the shot like the last of us factions announcement it feels an awful like like the last of us pc port a rushed decision cuz you're trying to you're trying to capitalize on the TV show. You're trying to push hype and excitement. Naughty Dog clearly had all the intent of a content loop being story content easier said than done, it seems. For sure. Especially if if that's not your core competency. If your core competency is building The Last of Us Part 1 and 2, if that's what you, if that's, if that's what you do, I don't know, bro. It's going to be really tough to, to suddenly figure out how to do a live service game. There are games... From people, like, 
Listen to me. Halo. Halo failed to be a live serv- a successful live service game. That's a multiplayer game. That's a game with the history of multiplayer and they couldn't figure it out with a huge budget. Like uh, and it, I I wouldn't expect Naughty Dog to be any better at live service. It's not what they do. Bungie spent years learning how to do it properly, says GGA Bronco. They equated it to stop building trains and start building a train station. Microtransactions isn't what keeps people in. It's how you monetize them being there in your loop and eco if your loop and ecosystem is effective. I think that's well stated. GGA Bronco said that in our members only Discord. Great reason to be a member. We should, we should talk about Marathon more. Why? We know we, we know almost nothing. I, I don't have any interest in covering a game I won't play. Number one, it's an extraction PvP game, and I don't really have an interest in touching Bungie property. Yo, stinker boy Ani coming in and taking us to nine members on the day. Listen, you guys don't have to wait for a gifted. If you enjoy the show and you watch on the regular, I don't run ads. I need members. That's how we do this. So consider clicking join five bucks gets you into the members content all month long people expected big things from anthem due to bioware's experience with mass effect look what happened there oh and a literal perfect analogy legend five gifted members from brian here we go a little gifted member train thank you guys so much for showing appreciation and support in the channel with that generosity paying it forward to others the weekend we slipped down a little bit, but you guys can bounce back. I believe it. Yeah, that is a perfect analogy. Everyone looked at Bioware and thought, bro, Bioware, Bioware's awesome. Bioware don't miss. And their live service game was a disaster. It was terrible. Today's show, Marathon Exists. Folks, Marathon exists. We'll see you next time. Reforge out. Yeah, there's nothing to say. But I don't I don't cover PvP extraction games. Imagine that diversity in factions. What a missed opportunity. Yo, Vengeance coming in with a gifted member. And Stone Spire coming in with a gifted member. Here we go. This is a way to do it. A single gifted member train. One at a time. There's, oh, there's 600 people here. You guys could go nuts. <clears throat> doesn't Lono have a beef with Bungie I mean I don't have a beef with anybody I just there are companies that I don't I don't have any desire to, to, to cover their content that's not beef I hope that From Software will make this into a live service I don't know what that is they literally only have to give it good netcode and cross play were you trying to type armored core what is chrome hounds I've never even heard of that Arcane doesn't miss either, Lono, yet Redfall exists. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that for weeks in the lead-up to Redfall. Y'all are doubting Arcane? Y'all are doubting Arcane? Arcane don't miss. Arcane don't miss. What? (laughs) JW comes in, jumps on the gifted member train, does a 5, and Patrick does a one that takes us a 22 you guys are crushing it this is the kind of monday i like to see if you just got a gifted member you don't want to miss those members only debriefs my wife and i we played on friday night played some beat saber i still don't think she can really do the vr thing it makes her feel funny but i had a blast 
with Beat Saber. Rhythm Planet, not so much. I, I think I need to play that one maybe when I haven't had a couple of drinks, but I played Beat Saber just fine. Rhythm Planet didn't seem to be working all that well. Naughty Dog might have to break that promise to The Last of Us fans. I got your back. Let's jump. No, you don't need to do anything. Chrome Hounds is an old school mech sim by Front Software. I think it was Xbox only. Oh. Arcane don't miss, dude. Statement from Naughty Dog sounded like 343. I'm surprised they didn't mention day one guns. I told you Beat Saber's a problem. It really is. It shouldn't be that fun. It just shouldn't be. Like, it it shouldn't be that fun. And it is. Or Diablo controversy. (laughs) I don't know if we're going to cover that or not. Diablo is just, it's, I'm getting more and more comments on my video. I I don't want to go down that, you guys guys will hijack my show. We can't go there. We, we, We simply can't go there. Um... But we may end up covering Diablo this week for those that are uh, that are interested. Um, my video about needing to make 41 characters is suddenly very relevant again, and the comments are telling. I had to drop a member since someone said that people with jobs aren't here. Not only am I here, but I'm also at work because cash logistics doesn't stop except on Sundays. Listen, if you're working today and you're working lurking, I'm here for you, man. Take a second to smash the like button. Get us to... Get us to 400 likes. We could easily, easily hit 400 likes with the number of people here. In fairness, it's only geese Lono has a problem with. That's right. I'm a goosist. Alpha testing for Marathon starting already. The game is further than we think. Listen, if you guys expect me to cover that game, I'll probably play it for an afternoon. Homies, I don't play PvP extraction games. Like, have you ever seen me play Tarkov? I, I played the DMZ for like an afternoon and the support was terrible. I, I, that's not what I'm known for. It's not what I do. I, there's, no, there's no draw or pull watching my mediocre gameplay in a game like that. I have faith in Naughty Dog based on what I know about the actual multiplayer team, The Last of Us Part 1 remake team, ETC, and how Neil spoke about it, etc. The signs are due to the signs it was due to launch soon. Worst case scenario, it won't get canceled but reworked into TLU Part 2 director's cut or a standalone full price release for fans. All right, let, let me let me let me tango a little bit, Shelly. Let me dance with what you're saying just for a minute as like a dance partner. First and foremost, the way you stack it all up and then say, it looked like it was going to launch soon. I actually think you're right. I do. All signs pointed to this thing coming out quick. I think it was going to be a surprise drop this year. I think they were going to be like, oh yeah, and you can play it in, you know, I don't know, November or something. The fact that we think that and lots of people thought that and lots of insiders thought that. Welcome back, Ancient Ruins Discovery. Doing a member plus. The fact that y'all think that, that we think that, and then they pulled the ripcord on it is actually more concerning. You know what it feels like to me? I'll tell you what it feels like to me. It feels like Halo Infinite. I'm not saying it's going to be as bad as Halo Infinite, but it feels like Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite just made the mistake of showing a trailer. It sounds to me like The Last of Us Factions was like primed and ready to show a trailer and someone said, "Uh uh-uh, no. 
Mm -mm. This thing ain't good. No, no. This thing's not getting off the ground, bro. Yo! Danzatastic. So generous last week and coming in big again. Pushes us to 32 members. I now owe you guys five members. Every 25, I give five back. Well on our way to hitting 50. By the way, you guys that are at member plus, member plus is $6. A VIP is 10 bucks. If we get like 25 people to upgrade to VIP, we'll be at 300 VIP. Creature will have to play a game with me on Fridays for the unfiltered VIP stream. You really want to make him do that, please. For me. For me, do it. <laughs> um, Quality control, level 100. It's more likely getting canceled than releasing in the next 12 months. The project has canceled written all over it. I mean, if it's... Okay, so here's here's the reality. I think it gets one last shot. But... We're not seeing it anytime soon. If, if you want my honest opinion... Uh, th- because the people out here they're like trying to cope they're like oh but so and so said that they're working on it and and it's still it's it's doing fine shh stop stop that no they moved people off the project they pulled the emergency brake on this thing at the last minute that doesn't give me any confidence at all I think they're going to give it one last shot. There's still people working on it. I believe those people will work in tandem with Bungie. And they will be given a window of time. And if they can't get it going in that window of time, it'll be done. That That's that's my very gut instinct flyover of the situation. If it was done, it'd be done. The fact that it's not done and they've left people on the project tells me it's getting one last shot. Can you work alongside Bungie and fix this dadgum thing? This property is too valuable to us. Number one, The Last of Us can't come out like the port did on PC. We can't afford that anymore. And number two, The Last of Us is too valuable to us. We can't cancel this project. We gotta get this thing out the door. So, strip it down to the bare essentials, rebuild this thing from the ground up, and work with Bungie. That's what my gut says. Like, I, I don't I don't think this thing's coming anytime soon. If it survives not getting canceled, there's gonna be a window of time where they have to prove that they can they can they can imp- they can adjust the things that Bungie says are lacking. Imagine if Bungie took a look at Redfall before release. Yeah, I mean, with no respect intended to all these grifters out here and these these diehard fans that just peddle nonsense and dishonesty, these guys out here trying to celebrate this as like, what is this, a win for Xbox? How do you figure? Are you really bad at math? How in the equation of launching bad games or halting bad games before they hit the market, how do you figure that you're in a position to speak on this? Anybody who was saying that Redfall was a good game before it launched, you literally have no right to talk at all. None. 
your ability to assess a game's quality is more suspect than anything. Like, you you couldn't even tell a bad game when you played it. At least Bungie can look at a game and say, hey, this game isn't ready. Pump the brakes. <laughs> to, to see people who said Redfall was a good game before it came out, talking about the PlayStation Showcase, Spider-Man 2's performance, or the situation with Naughty Dog and The Last of Us, it's like, who in the blank are you to talk about game quality or how games should launch? You touched a steaming pile of garbage and called it a steak dinner. Shut up. We'll just wait and see. <laughs> there it is. Wait until the last of us 10 year anniversary is on June 14th. So if they're ready to go, like Tom and Jeff implied, then if we don't see them time to wave the red flag. Well, now hang on a minute, Shelly. You think they're going to be at that thing on June in June? What are you talking about? They just, Listen, I think that they just said, no, you're not seeing us. That's what that announcement was. I mean, it was damage control. They knew the article was coming. All these live service games will also need very big live service teams for ongoing content. That's the hardest part of the live service game. Yeah, Arcane never misses, bro. Arcane never misses. Redfall is a good game until it launches. The, the Redfall was apparently at its best at a capture event. <laughs> TLU 3, they're going to make another game. What are they going to do with the story? Story in TLU 2 ended on a dynamic narrative note. They're making TLU 3, Vaughn. There's no way that they're not. All signs point to it already being in development. With the success of the TV show, there's, there is literally no way a higher up at Sony has not quite literally demanded it. Like, (laughs) you will make The Last of Us 3. (laughs) You don't have much of a choice. You know, Daddy Sony walked in the room and said, the results from the show are in. You will be making The Last of Us 3. So, figure it out, boys. And then they walked out. Let Us Cook implies they're a long way out. Let Us Cook was written by this individual here named Del Walker. And if you look at how he replied to his own tweet, a brand new single player experience. He ain't talking about factions, my friend. He's not. And this guy here, capitalizing on similar similar verbiage, a similar metaphor. I can assure you, it smells great in this kitchen. I do not think those gentlemen are speaking about factions. I don't. Speaking of Redfall, how is the 60 FPS patch not out? You think publishers have a why bother attitude? If Redfall gets a 60 FPS patch, I I don't know. It'll probably get it at the same time that Jedi Survivor is worth playing. You know Lono maximized his resilient skill tree when you hear him speak positively about Bungie. Listen... There are higher-ups of that company that are truly, truly terrible. And their CMs are equally terrible. Their, their ability to, to talk about live service and keep a game going? Take the stage, my friend. 
take the stage. Like, I, there are plenty of companies and corporations out there that we would say don't like that company. The C-suite's nasty. The company's terrible. But if it was like, hey, could you speak on uh, integration into a global technological market and navigating logistics and creating a scalable business model once you suddenly have demand that reaches beyond your geocentric location? Oh yeah, we can talk about that. We're experts on that. I mean, they could they could be vile scum at the top of the at the top of the pecking order at the company, but that comp- you know, certain companies could talk about that with precise expertise. Bungie can speak about live service games with precise expertise. 8 years of experience. They have almost a decade under their belt of navigating these very very tough waters. Jedi Survivor last patch helped stability. No, it didn't. I booted up, still had screen tearing and screen stutters. I didn't see anything improved. It it still ran like garbage. No, I was playing on a PS5. Took two steps, pan the camera, two more steps, pan the camera, tearing, stuttering. Nope. Shut it off. Won't play it. That was patch five. I don't think patch six has been delivered yet. of corporations have vile scum somewhere at the top. (laughs) I mean, again, Bungie did launch to unfinished broken projects and just worked on them as they went to become a success. It's really the community that that allowed the game to grow. I'm not going through a history of that game. I can speak specifically and authoritatively about that game and its history and why it survived, and I would just assume stick my finger down my throat. I wouldn't get a pothead to run my business, but if I need an engineer, uh, a way to smoke something out of an old shoe and apple and duct tape, a pothead is hired. <laughs> Still drops to 45 frames. Yeah, patch five didn't do anything for me. I, I know I'm on the worst planet, but if they can't get the worst planet to be tolerable, then I'm not playing your game. Because it's the biggest planet, and I know a lot happens there, so I just I won't play a game that runs that poorly. It's awful. Works great on a PC. Doesn't do anything for me. The way Naughty Dog came out and said, we have nothing to show yet. I don't think any of the PlayStation Studio first parties do. That's why third party deals have been so aggressive after Spider-Man 2. First party may be thin. No, I don't think first party is thin. I think Sony... If you're paying attention, Sony told us what they're going to do, and people just don't like it. During the webcast, Sony said, you're going to get two major releases a year or more, and people don't like that. What do you mean? We're going to get a bunch of third party instead? You've been asleep if you haven't realized they've been kind of doing that. There was certainly a ramp-up year, but their ramp-up year was largely full of games that got bumped. Like, look at the pattern from when the PS5 launched to now. It was a very slow ramp-up. It was like two to three big titles. Then it was three to four big titles. Some of that year was, was quite literally games that got delayed and bumped. 
So you can't look at the year where you got Horizon Forbidden West, Gran Turismo, Stray, God of War Ragnarok. Like You can't look at that year and be like, oh, that's normative. Three to four major releases a year. No. No. That's not going to happen. You're going to get two or more major releases a year. That's what you're getting. If they're sitting on a multiplayer game that's ready to go, but it'll be a bad free-to-play with an unsuccessful model to the last long term. What are the options during delay? How do they recoup? Well, I already outlined it, Shelly. I think that Naughty Dog has to work hand-in-hand with Bungie to rebuild the game from the ground up. Not like rebuild the engine and the mechanics of shooting and stuff. I mean content structure. I'll tell you what they're doing. Nobody wants to hear me say this. They're going to give it the Destiny 1 treatment. That's what they're going to do. It's the come to Jesus moment. It's we got to slice this game up. This game cannot launch in this way. They're going to slice this game up and see if they can get a, a product with elasticity and longevity to the market. And they'll give them an X number of months to do that in conjunction with Bungie. That's what I think is going to happen. You're going to strip things down to a small team, and you're going to say, this is what needs to happen. I don't think they'd scrap five years of work. I think they would. Did you hear the quote I read during the show open? Uh, Shelly, with all due respect, it sounds like you're arguing, you're, you're trying to convince yourself this game is coming. Like you're worried that it won't. Guardian sat down, okay, with Shuhei Yoshida, He sat down with the Guardian and he said, PlayStation embraces new ideas and many of them fail. We do prototype, we evaluate, we decide whether to spend more time and resources or we just stop. We cancel so many games. We cancel so many games. This man's telling you, yeah, we cancel games all the time. I, 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 I quote, I usually try to convince the developer I'm trying to save them from getting stuck with the project. I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but this idea that like, oh, they wouldn't possibly just cancel four years of work. Sure they would. They canceled Sucker Punch's project, the, the Project Prophecy. They just straight up cancel games. They're like, nope, we're not doing it. Now listen. If you contrast this to Microsoft's philosophy, I think that's the part that people are misunderstanding. All you Xbox guys out there, you run your little Xbox podcasts and it's been good it's been good for you, right? Like your most exciting times are when Sony fails. How pathetic is your platform? <laughs> How bad was Redfall? How bad is the state of Xbox when the most exciting times for Xbox content creators is when Sony finally makes a bunch of mistakes and missteps and has a bad showcase? It's like that that's that's a real sign of the times, isn't it? But all you guys, all you guys that run these Xbox podcasts being like, you act like this is some kind of a victory lap. Your company, your platform of choice will just shove out crap. They'll just shove it out. Not only does Microsoft do that with video games, they do it with their own operating system. Windows ME. Windows Vista. Like, they just shove it out. They're like, oh yeah, we'll just shove out crap 
and we'll fix it later. It's a different philosophy. Over the weekend, I've never seen a more clear picture of people that don't understand a, a, a company having a high standard because you cheer for a company that doesn't have high standards. They just shove out nonsense onto the platform. Sony guys do the same thing. What, I'm not talking about Sony guys. What I'm saying is is that, and, and yes, they do. That, 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 listen, the whole console war thing is pathetic. Like, basically, my assessment of the situation is people have painted themselves into a corner by cheering for one side, and they want to do the same thing to me. They're like, well, you're a Sony pony. It's like, no. I can spend an hour and a half talking about how bad the showcase was, and I gained subs. I didn't lose them. I'm, I'm not afraid to cross... The, like the audience like I made a video calling out the Naughty Dog port uh, uh, the I'm sorry the Last of Us PC port it said zero accountability zero transparency gain subs didn't lose subs right you want me to be in a box because you put yourself in one right that's not your choice as a content creator you can project that on me all you want like I didn't play that game I didn't play that game I've never been in the console war I've I spent more time on this channel covering Starfield and Halo. I spent more time defending Starfield than I have dogging on it. So that's what people expect, though. They expect that from this show. And it's like, well, when they don't get it, they'll just say, well, you're just doing that to appear balanced. Well, no, this is what I've done for three years. This is what what I've done to create content. So I I can look as a consumer and say... Xbox will just shove out something unfinished on their platform and insult their audience. Redfall was $70. Like, if, if, if you like being slapped in the face and having it called a handshake, that's fine. That's your choice as a consumer. I'm looking at PlayStation saying, buddy, you better get this in the right order. Having Bungie come in this late, I get it. We looked at the slide. They weren't owned by Sony until, what was it? End of fiscal year. uh, They weren't owned by them until end of fiscal year 2022. So there was a ramp up period where now we're in the 6th and 12th month of ownership and Bungie starting to assess projects. And they're getting out the dadgum machete. Going forward, Bungie should be involved significantly earlier in the process. Forspoken was 70. Forspoken's not a first party game and Forspoken is light years better than Redfall. People that want to compare Forspoken and Redfall like don't literally make me laugh. I I criticized Forspoken. I called it a bad game. It is nothing compared to your cobbled together tech test that was not even finished when it landed on the on the on on the console. Comparing Forspoken to Redfall is hilarious. Forspoken's not even first party and it's 10 times the game that Redfall is and I disliked it and was very critical of Forspoken you're comparing a game that deserves like a 4 out of 10 to a game that's like maybe a week 7 out of 10 6, six and a half out of 10 they're not even in the same ballpark of bad one's a piece of garbage the other, the other needed a little bit more time in the oven like there's a huge difference between the two Weren't Sony going to have a ton of live service games by 2025? How is it possible if they only have two of those a year? Well, Lone Wolf, when they say two or more major releases a year, I don't think they're referring to live service. I think they're referring to the major beats, the big, big titles like Wolverine, like Spider-Man. Like, they're not referring 
to they're they're not referring to to live service games when they say two or three major releases a year. I don't I don't believe that. That's those aren't major releases because they even said in the live service interview they said a lot of these live service games are going to be different scale, different audiences, different genres. Uh, Shelly says you agreed yourself this game may be close to launch at the showcase ETC if an investment like that is right on the cusp of releasing free to play or whatever and Bungie is the spanner why cancel I do think it's a unique circumstance they didn't say the game's bad they said it doesn't have long term viability so why cancel it you'd make money off of it and treat it as a spin-off release like a lost legacy and bundle it to t too okay here's why you can't do that Shelly they said a mix of single and live service. Well, and keep in mind, Lone Wolf, the language is two or more major releases. They're not saying you just get two and then we're done. They said two or more. I take that as on the lightest of years, you're going to get two major releases. There's going to be bigger years where you get more. There'll be years where we probably get four or five games in the year, and a couple of those will be more medium-sized live service games. They'll be considered a major release, but it's not going to be something like the size of Ragnarok or something. I, I, listen, here's why you can't do that, Shelly. Here's why you can't do that. They haven't marketed The Last of Us as some, The Last of Us factions. It's not been marketed as some little tiny spin-up title for 40 bucks. It was marketed as a live service game. And now there's narrative in the community about it's not built to last. And and Sony has had such great success with the property as a TV show funneling sales. There is no way they let The Last of Us come out at, with another piece of property that gets heavily criticized for not being ready. Wasn't Returnal broken at launch? No. No. Some of y'all need to stop watching... Some of y'all need to stop watching Xbox podcasts for news about Sony because they just lie to you, okay? <laughs> like, don't go to a PlayStation showcase uh, podcast for news about Xbox and don't go to an Xbox podcast for news about Sony. Returnal wasn't broken at launch. There was a glitch that could happen if you wore the DLC outfit. And then there was something late game with one of the biomes that they fixed. It wasn't a broken game at launch. That's just not true. We throw around the word broken so loosely. GT7 got criticized for microtransactions. That was fixed within the first month of launch. It's a highly praised game. It's it's a technological achievement. It's 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 VR experience is unmatched. Like Quit watching Xbox podcasts. They're just going to tell you stuff that isn't true. I've seen at least three people have that revelation. They're like, I thought all these games on PlayStation were bad, and then I played them. I thought all these games were terrible. I was getting bad info. Yeah, you were. You're basically going watching smear merchants. They have to convince you that their side's the best. They have a they have a they have a financially like vested in they have a financial vested interest into keeping you in the Xbox ecosystem. Because once you start to taste the other side, you're not gonna watch their shows anymore. Because you're gonna realize they're peddling crap. Really seems like a genre without a title. It'd be a shame if it got cancelled, says Derek. What other games are in this space?
Returna was broken. Every time I died, I had to start over. <laughs> Atomic Heart wasn't broken. No. Atomic Heart actually surprised me. I thought that game was going to be an utter disaster. An utter disaster. I thought it was going to be an utter disaster. Why complain about exclusivity deals if the games are so bad? My favorite narrative lately, this has been my favorite narrative, is that PlayStation games are all the same, but then we hear people complaining about them not coming to PC fast enough, right? Why don't they put those games everywhere? It's like, I thought these games were bad. I thought PlayStation games weren't that great. I thought they were all the same. (laughs) I thought they were all the same. If they're all the same and they're not that great, why do you pay attention to them so much? Why do you care? (laughs) Do you know what games I don't pay attention to? Gotcha games. Have I ever made a video about Genshin? Have I ever talked at length about Genshin? No. Why? I have no interest in it. My opinion of the game is quite low. So I don't pay any attention to it. <laughs> I don't pay any attention to uh, Raid Shadow Legends. Why? I, I have a low opinion of that game. So I don't accept the offers when they come at me and want me to advertise for it. And I don't talk about the game. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty simple. Yeah, or fighting games or racing games or sim games or turn-based games or strategy games. Yeah, those are all games I, just, I don't pay any attention to. I don't like them. <laughs> If Sony games are so bad and they're all the same, they're all just movie games, I just ignore them, you know? This guy from this podcast says the same thing. He says Sony games are garbage. It's disingenuous and mind-numbing. Yeah, I I just don't see a reason to be that way. I don't. Unless, of course, again, you're trying to keep people in a hive mind and captive to one platform. I will sit here and tell you, yeah, Forts is great. I think Starfield has lots of promise. I think Starfield could be a big win for Xbox. They need a title that stands tall in the industry. They don't need just another great game. Like, Flight Sim and Forza are great, but they don't necessarily stand tall in the industry. I will say, Starfield could stand tall in the industry. It could. It could, be, it could be a Skyrim moment for them. It could, and that could be very good. I'm not going to have a problem saying that if the game is good. I don't care. I'm going to play it. There seems to be a lot of games you don't pay attention to. One of the best things you can do as a gamer is acknowledge when a game isn't for you. Right? I'll give you an example. XCOM-style games, they're just not for me. I don't vibe with them. So when I see a game come out like that, um, what was it? Midnight Suns. Now, I see a bunch of characters I love. I see Wolverine. I see all these Marvel characters. I'm like, yo, that'd be dope. That'd be hot. I'd really, I'd, you know, I should play that. But then what do I do? I see the kind of game it is. And I was just like, I, I know, I know better than to do that. I don't try to wrestle every game into some, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like this game. No. I know that I'm not going to enjoy games like that, whether they're fighting games, racing games, sports games, you know, sim games, real-time strategy, turn-based games. I just know I'm not going to like that game, so why would I waste my time? I'm 
not going to wrestle that game to the ground and squeeze enjoyment out of it, you know? I'm going to figure out a way to like this game. I think that's one of the reasons that uh, people do not enjoy games anymore. There's this weird breed of gamers. They don't even like games anymore. They just like combing over footage of games and looking for flaws so that they have something to complain about. Like Puddlegate and Spider-Man. It's like, you don't even like video games anymore, bro. You're not a gamer. You're something else entirely. You've become something else. I appreciate Lono6, the stuff he cares about. I do not want his time wasted on games he doesn't have an investment in. How did I forget sports games? Yeah. I just, what's the point? I don't like fighting games, says Gilly. Uh, they're heavy reliance on pulling off extensive combos. I just get bored and frustrated, so I don't. It doesn't mean the games are good or bad, just not my thing. You're going to have such a better time as a gamer if you just cut all that cut all that fat off and then just enjoy the meat that you like. Like, just cut the fat. Like, you don't, why waste your time on stuff like that? You got to have variety. That's what's beautiful about gaming is there is there is so much variety. You can avoid entire genres of video game and you still would you still won't run out of games to play. Think about the backlog that many of us have right now. I can skip entire genres of games and I still have a backlog of games that look great. You know what I'm saying? Like there, I have an, I have entire backlogs uh, like of, of full substantive meaty games that I just haven't gotten to play yet and I skip entire genres I just don't even touch them gaming is different now than when I was a child I'm into retro games and modern games uh, I just tweeted that people don't even like games they play but they feel the need to buy or play it anyway because they want to feel included in the current hot new game news I think one of the biggest dangers that you can do as a gamer is you can start to integrate with it's almost like instead of playing the game and just enjoying it for what it is you've integrated into an identity and now this has to bolster and add more value to that identity does that make sense? It's like you've you've integrated too much with this. This is this is more than a hobby now. This is something too defining in your life. Like you gotta you gotta walk all the way back from this. You, if the game is bad, I saw people in like a depressed funk after the PlayStation showcase. They just were like, I just. It's like what the heck? Your team. Your team from childhood didn't lose a championship. It was just a disappointing showcase for a particular slice of the market. The average PlayStation 5 owner thought it was a great showcase. Like, what is happening? You're too integrated with this. It's too attached to you as a person. Tori was 14 months and it's a VIP. I thought the same thing about Midnight Suns. I played the trial and it was very fun, so I bought it. Hey, man, I... I can't transcend that. I just can't. I can't jump over certain genres and find enjoyment. I've tried. Like, if you don't know what something is, it's okay to say you don't know what it is instead of saying crazy about it. Right. It's always funny to hear people say all this story talk about uh, PlayStation games, but I rarely play anything (laughs) story-driven. Lono, do you remember when games used to only take one half a half a year to two years? Is that part of the issue? Dev time? 
people said they lost their faith in gaming. Yeah, PlayStation Showcase was was disappointing. Lacked first party presence. I've lost my faith in gaming. Huh? <laughs> oh, okay. It, it'll be okay, Turbo. Can we get a recap? I'll give you guys a recap. We've been going for a while, and I haven't done a recap in a while. Do me a favor. Get us to 400 likes on the video. We only need 50 more likes. And set your sights on the next member goal of 50. Let's have a nice bounce back on that member count. We're at around 3,100 members right now. Let me give you a recap. A great way to show appreciation is to at least smash the like button. If you can't do a member, smash the like button. You can gift one member at a time, by the way. You see these guys doing like 10s and 20 gifted members. You guys can do one at a time. If... 640 people here, if half of you just gift one member, one, five bucks, we will have, I don't even know what you guys want for the next goal. If we, if we get back to 3,500, I don't know what you guys want. Somebody said karaoke. I think I'm going to have to shoot that one down. Okay. So the question has arisen about the last of us factions two being canceled because Bloomberg was going to be pushing out an article. Naughty Dog got wind of the article because Jason Schreier reached out to them for comment. So about 30 minutes before his article was published, they pushed out an announcement saying that they need more time. They need more time with the project. And so that was essentially them saying, you're not going to see this game anytime soon. Many people were speculating that The Last of Us Factions was going to be at Summer Game Fest because they were there last year. So when I first saw their tweet, I thought, hey, good on Naughty Dog. Thanks for letting us know you're not going to be there. There were all these Sony developers that made it seem like they were going to be at the PlayStation Showcase, and then they weren't there. Now, I had a bunch of people getting up my nose about like a kid like gas got up my nose like you're not even trying anymore i'm like what are you talking about i saw an announcement from naughty dog and i tweeted it because everybody was saying naughty dog was going to be at summer game fest with factions and they come out and basically say we're not going to be there now yes 30 minutes later an article hits from schreier and all these article hits what some of you should invest some time in is critical thinking looking at timestamps and doing research i know that doesn't help with your you know reaction grift you know context and being factual and accurate doesn't doesn't allow for you to grift off someone's content and make fun of them but i was responding to a naughty dog announcement i was literally live streaming at the time i hadn't seen any articles yet okay do a little fact finding you'll look more intelligent thank you for a 10 spot terminal stupidity 10 gifted members coming in taking us to 42 as i give you a recap on what's going on guys if you just got a gifted member you get to stick around for the recaps and the debriefs that are for the members only so make sure you turn on notifications make sure you get in the members only discord all right so that's what we know what we know from bloomberg is Not just that Naughty Dog says we need more time. According to four people close to the project who spoke with Jason Schreier, the project is being scaled back and people are being moved off of the project. Now, many were running with the headline, oh, it's canceled, it's canceled, it's canceled. It very likely could be heading towards being canceled, okay? What happened that led to this scale back is Bungie got a look at the game. And Bungie called into question long-term player engagement. That's what they they called into question long-term player engagement. We don't think this game's going to last, okay? So, according to other insiders, even Jeff Grubb says this was their first attempt at live service and they were trying to do it their own way. 
my assessment from what Grub has said, what Bungie has said, and what these four people close to the project have said is Naughty Dog didn't know what they were doing. Right? I think that Naughty Dog was largely building what they built in the past, but better and probably bigger. You know, hey, real successful multiplayer mode from the first game. Let's make this really big and really awesome. However, they didn't know how to build something with longevity. They didn't know how to build something with elasticity. I have always said that. Every single time, anybody who's familiar with my content knows this to be true. Every time we look at a live service game and I look at the trailer and I'm like, looks cool. Gameplay looks nice. Looks like it could have a very good content loop. I always say the same thing. What's the ongoing content plan? What's your ongoing content plan? What's the longevity? What's the elasticity? If you don't have good answers to those questions, then I have serious doubts your game will be successful. And Bungie, the company that I cut my teeth on covering their game, that's largely why I asked those questions. I think they went to Naughty Dog and had the same questions. What's your ongoing content plan? How are you going to maintain the attention of the player base? And Bungie said, we have serious doubts that you guys know what you're doing. You're not, you, you haven't built a game that can do that. I don't understand. What does Bungie have to do or have a say in anything other than their own IPs? Well, I'll show you. They were purchased by Sony to help build the Center for Live Service Excellence. And you can see here, down here in the corner, expect closing of Bungie acquisition to be completed quarter three of fiscal year 2022. So after they're fully acquired, there's an integration plan right here. And you can see over here where my mouth mouse is circling a lot. Let me zoom in and let's slide over. So in months 6 to 12 after the acquisition, this is the onboarding process. I actually didn't know about this slide, but I made mention of this in my show open. I said there was likely a ramp up period and that's why Bungie is now looking at Deviation Games and that game got scrapped apparently, laid off 90 people and now they're looking at Naughty Dog's game and they're doing essentially the same thing. I'm in the middle of the recap, Rainbow. You're going to have to rewind if you want to get to the beginning of it. You can see right here, flexible approach, build wider SIE expertise and assist in development projects. And right here, individual title reviews, live service capability. So they're assessing those two things. What in the library, what studios, what's out there that might have live service capability? Okay, let's let's expand that expertise and individual title reviews let's look at projects that are in development now i said this morning that's not the order that you want to do things in bungie should be involved a lot earlier this is not good management but this was a necessity because they were acquired and then they had to be fully integrated into the company so if that's what's going on The hope would be going forward, Bungie can be involved earlier so we don't get to a game four years into its development cycle and find out y'all didn't know what was going on. My guy was waiting for someone to ask that question so he could bust out the slide. No, somebody sent me this slide earlier because we were already discussing it. I just don't think you're used to maybe the level of investigation and facts. You might not be used to that, right? I'm not memeing and making people's heads big and making fun of them and calling them names. You know, I'm using facts and evidence. I know that's that's shocking to your system because you're on YouTube, but 
somebody sent me that slide in light of my coverage this morning because it lined up with my prediction that there was likely a ramp up period for Bungie after the acquisition turns out to be quite literally that is what happened so Bungie does that now in the wake of this happening in the wake of this happening people are coming to two conclusions people are like oh the game is fine the game's still coming I don't know why anybody's thinking that, but there was like one person that tweeted that says, oh, we're still working on it. Well, according to the four people that are close to the project, there are people still working on it, but they've moved lots of people off of it, right? I didn't know they were partnering with Sony. That's a very scary partnership. They're not partnering with Sony, Christina. They were acquired by Sony a couple of years ago. I think you... I think you were like head down with personal stuff and work and you might have missed this. This was pretty big headline news two years ago. And so they were Bungie was acquired by Sony for a little under four billion, what like three and a half billion or something like that. And Bungie remains independent, but their live service expertise is being tapped to develop what Sony is calling the live service center for excellence or something like that. Live Service Center of Ex- Center of Excellence. It's something like that. Basically, Sony wants live service expertise. So, like, if we're going to build live service games, we need somebody in here to assess whether or not these games are going to work. Okay? So, there's been a couple of tweets. This guy works at Naughty Dog. Okay? So, he, I believe, is a senior animator... Del Walker is a senior animator and he tweets this let us cook so some people see this and they think I'm sorry he's a senior character artist so he's a senior character artist and he tweets this let us cook and people start thinking oh game's fine they want time to cook now he qualifies his own tweet he replies to it and he says a brand new single player experience Because in the official Naughty Dog announcement, this big image here, they said that in the middle paragraph, our team will continue to work on the project as well as our other games in development, including a brand new single player experience. So he's referencing that when he says, let us cook. And then this guy, Samuel Prince, he says... I can assure you it smells great in the kitchen. Now, he tweets this later this day. He's lead editor at Naughty Dog. He seems to be grabbing on to the verbiage and the metaphor of being like, let us cook. I knew they were being acquired, but I had no idea to what extent. Thanks for the background. No problem. It. A lot of people thought they were acquired for Destiny. The acquisition had nothing to do with Destiny. It was because they wanted that live service component. They wanted the live service uh, intrigue and interest. If you go back when I covered this, I kept trying to tell people that. I'm like, this has nothing to do with Destiny. It has everything to do with their live service expertise. And then they came out and, and said it in you know slideshows and PowerPoint presentations and everything else. So these two gentlemen, as far as I can tell, okay, are saying, let us cook. Let us build... Let us build this 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 game, this single player game. I think that's what they're talking about. Now, the only tweet that I haven't showed you, okay, is the one from the person who said that the project's fine or something to that effect. Let me let me actually pull the tweet up, okay, so you can actually see what was said because I want you guys to see it. 
hang on. It was one that didn't make my it didn't make my cut. This one right here. Up in the corner. Hang on. Um So up in the corner here. Up in the corner here, we have this person saying, "Hey, it's a Paul Bishai. Hope everything is okay with you, your position in your multiplayer project." And they reply, "Everything is great. Thank you." Still working hard on multiplayer with a talented team. I'll be honest with you. That just sounds like a pretty typical response. I'm not doomsdaying this title, by the way. I'm not doomsdaying and saying that this thing is dead. But that tweet in particular doesn't make me say, oh yeah, this thing's totally fine. What, what, did, we, what, did, what did we expect Paul to say? He's a Lego stacker at Naughty Dog. I don't know Paul's official position there. What do we expect him to say? It's a nightmare. This thing's basically getting canceled. Yeah, pretty basic. Yeah, we're still working on it. We're fine. There's a lot of talented people here. That sounds like approved PR speak to me. Right? It could be 100% genuine and accurate but I'm not taking that to the bank and cashing it it's just a tweet in response to you know a little bit of that concern and worry can we get 15 more likes on the video if we get 8 more if we get 8 more I will uh, I'll owe you guys 10 members thank you so much for being here TLU multiplayer game sounds boring I don't care what anybody says He'd be silent like everyone else. Naughty Dog are pretty tight-lipped. I I don't know. No, I just don't read anything into it. It's literally the same verbiage from the from the image. It's not any different than this. He's not stepping out from from approved from approved public statements, right? We're grateful to our fantastic community for your support. Thank you for your passion for our games. It continues to drive us. The first paragraph. We know you've been looking forward to hearing more about Last of Us multiplayer game. We're incredibly proud of the job our studio has done thus far, but as development has continued, we've realized what is best for the game is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project as well as other games in development, including a brand new single player experience, we look forward to sharing more soon. It, his tweet is literally what it's just it's just a almost a restatement of that. <clears throat> you take the video editor and character artist to the bank though? N- n- no. I don't take them to the bank, Shelly. I've no, see this you're misunderstanding. You're trying to turn this into something that it's not. Don't do that. I didn't say that I trust these people. I'm drawing attention to the fact that they're not talking about the multiplayer game. Don't reframe what I have said. No, 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 no. You don't get to do that. I've not once said, "Oh, I believe these guys. This single player game's going to be amazing." I've never ever done that. All I've tried to drive home this morning is these individuals are talking about the single player experience. That's the only point that I've used these tweets for. I've not once tried to use the tweet from the and by the way, it was the lead editor. He's the lead editor at Naughty Dog. That's 
that's pretty high up. And in a, a senior character designer. I mean, those aren't small positions. But I'm also not taking what they're saying and saying, oh, that gives me confidence in the single-player game. I'm saying, these guys aren't even talking about the multiplayer game. They're talking about the single-player game. From what we've seen so far, Starfield looks like a Google Earth simulator. I definitely don't have time to explore a thousand planets. You won't have to explore a thousand planets. Finally set up my PS5, got some movement back, and part of my hand. What game would you suggest trying, suggest trying first? That samurai game you always talk about? Yeah, I would start with Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Yes. People are going to tell you, like, Returnal. Returnal's a rough, a rough start because it's beautiful fun, but it's a rogue. I would say Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, and then you can, then you can move out from there. Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart... Horizon Forbidden West, Ragnarok. You could even do Spider-Man Remastered. Oof. Oof. There's a lot of games that you can enjoy. Really. You're in a great spot if you just got a PS5. There's so many titles. But I would just be cautious about Demon Souls Remake or Returnal because they are beautiful. They are wonderful. However, they are extremely difficult. And that will affect your ability to enjoy them. So... Ratchet, I would say it's a tie between Tsushima and Ratchet because Ratchet and Clank is just such a pleasant tour de force of graphical fidelity, power, fun. It's just a wonderful game. I obviously lean heavy in Tsushima's corner. It's one of my all-time favorite games. It's it's beautiful. Beautifully told and executed. And If you play Tsushima, you know, use the Japanese voice actors. Director's Cut has the lip sync fixed, so it looks wonderful. I, I think I think that game is yeah it's, a, it's like a work of art it's one of my favorite games but I would just be careful with Returnal and Demon Souls um so yeah I mean that's that's basically the recap that you know oh 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 and the only thing missing from my recap is this single player game is likely gonna come out before Factions does. That's my guess. I think they've moved people to it. I think Last of Us Part 3 is in active development as well. I think they've started at least. They're probably story. They're probably scoping out story. But they haven't already. Yeah, Kana Bridge of Spirits is really good. That's really good too. That's a, more of a smaller, you know, lesser known title. Um, so... Uh, never played it. something about turning me off my first playstation always been on xbox I'll download the ghost game and the ratchet game I don't like spider-man just don't like the character I actually think if you can't get into the spider-man game it's understandable I've told people before that it's a different style of game like if you don't embrace like feeling and moving and fighting like spidey it can be a frustrating game it doesn't click for some people Spider-Man's not like, like, I think Batman clicked for virtually everybody because if you were accustomed to Assassin's Creed, there was, there was, there was cartilage there. You could connect to the core elements of Batman. Spider-Man's a little different because it's more about agility, staying airborne, juggling, you know, combos, and that people can, I think people can get turned off by that. I've not played Tlu 2. Tlu 2 launched at a time where I was indisposed 
The new single player game will definitely be out before TLU 3. Oh, for sure. Yeah, my daughter is playing Stray and my son's playing Cana Bridge of Spirits and it's just such an adorable experience to watch them play. It's the it's so pleasant and charming. Victory with a $20 super chat tip. Bungie only makes fast-paced sci-fi shooters. Are they really the best judge? of a game like Factions. So they approve fair games, but not Factions. Just because they made a successful live service doesn't mean they're always right. Well, okay. There's a lot There's a lot going on here. Okay. First, Bungie's expertise within the shooter world should probably never be questioned. I think they have one of the best, if not the best feeling shooters in existence. They also launched one of the most iconic shooters in history with Halo. The questioning their expertise on shooters, I think, is a tad silly. It is also superfluous to live service ongoing game structure. It it has nothing to do with it. If you're going to make an ongoing action adventure game with swords and magic spells, I would still ask for Bungie's input cuz they understand how to structure your content and how to maintain a player base. It's something they have almost a decade of experience with. They probably have more than a decade of experience with it because they probably still have data on when they covered and kept elements of Halo's multiplayer going. So they have, I would say, roughly a decade of experience with that. Right. Also... Nobody is saying they're always right. They're coming in with that decade of experience and saying, these are mistakes. These are things that will not work. These are things that will make your live service game fail. And in the, and in the larger picture of the gaming industry, I don't know how you can look at live service and not think it's fraught with failure and short-sighted devs who don't understand I've said this many times when I'm covering a live service game I can look at a game and I can genuinely assess what it's going to feel like we've been playing games long enough right you can watch a gameplay trailer and you're like that game looks fun that game's going to feel great I always ask the question what am I going to be doing in your game in the sixth month in the second year what am I doing? If you don't have a good answer to that question, then put a fork in it. It's done. It's not going to work. Not going to work. Do you have a good answer to that question? Does Naughty Dog have a good answer to that question? What What will the players be doing six months in? How do you maintain that? What What's your trajectory of engagement look like? Because all engagement trajectories are going to look like this. Oh, the game's here. Awesome. Slow decline or fast decline. You want slow decline and then you rhythmically bring everybody back. Oh, they're doing this new thing. Slow decline. Oh, they're doing this thing. Slow decline. Your player base chart should look kind of like a heartbeat to a certain degree. And a company that doesn't understand how to keep that rhythm going they, they will just, they'll fail. They'll do the same thing all these other failed live service games have done. The shooting in D2 isn't as good as anymore. The game is starting to feel dated. 
COD has far better gunplay. I play COD MW2 multiplayer on 120 and going back to D2 feels slow. That's a slightly suspicious comparison. Can you play D2 on a PC at 120 and make a fair comparison? Because MW2 at 120 would, yeah, make a game at 60 feel slow. I, I that doesn't that doesn't seem like you're making a fair comparison, JoJo. Thing is, factions was never meant to be live service, so they've completely shifted. Of course, Naughty Dog will struggle. Well, and according to Jeff Grubb, Naughty Dog was like, "We're going to do this our way." I did it my way, right? Like, they're trying to do it their way. Yeah, I'm going to do it our way. And uh, Bungie's like, that's great. Appreciate you sticking to your convictions. Your game's dead in two months. I'm not saying they said that. I'm imagining that that's what they said. Like, that's great. You stuck to your guns, you know? Conviction's important in this industry. You've built a game that won't last. D2's dated, why should it feel otherwise? Yeah, but I agree with Gilly. If you're going to play a fast Twitch shooter like COD at 120 FPS, and then you come down to a game like D2, of course it's going to be slower. Can we trust Jeff Grubb? I'll tell you you two people who have great batting averages right now. Tom Henderson and Jeff Grubb. Tommy Hendy had a little bit of strut in his step after that handheld PlayStation got announced. He's like, do you doubt me about the PS5 Pro? Huh? Do you? I appreciated his energy. He's like, tell him, Tommy. Tell him, Tommy Hendy. Like, do you doubt me? Victory with another $20 Super Chat tip. They question how long people will be engaged. People still play the Bare Bones original that came out in 2013. Multiplayer has a larger audience now, and the new factions can tap into that audience. Victory? Man, I love your I love your confidence. I love that you're like, yo, let's go. Let's make this game. But you have to understand something. Sony is pouring a ton of money into live service. They need to confidently know if something's shipping, it will last, and it will have good ROI. Why do you think they shifted people off the project? They're lowering costs on the project right now to protect margins. Like, listen, man, you got a lot of talented people over there. Bring them over here and get to work on this while we assess what we're going to do with this project because right now, we're going to minimize risk. We're going to minimize cost. This thing's not ready, okay? If you can get it ready, great, but if not, mm -mm, no. We're not going to be spinning our tires. Get these people over here. Ica Gang with a 35 spot. I trust Naughty Dog to release a good game, though. When was the last time they had a miss? I don't like outside studios influencing their game. When was the last time they had a miss? The Last of Us PC port? Like, a month ago? It wasn't them. Well, they... They and Sony were apparently cool with Iron Galaxy porting their baby and they jacked it up. So they don't exactly have a great track record right now and I don't think they can afford to do it again. They cannot afford to hurt the the, the property again. What do you mean when's the last time they missed? They just swung and struck out like a month ago. I don't care if it wasn't Naughty Dog that did it. Don't count the port. I will count the port. Are you kidding me? It's a part of the equation. How can you not count the port? 
DK Beggar with another gifted member, pushing us a little closer to 50, helping us touch 43. Thank you so much. That's different. Okay. I'm not trying to establish a trajectory or pattern of behavior that Naughty Dog is bad at doing their job. What I'm saying is they just had a a pretty big miss and they cannot afford another one. Understand the point that I'm making. Track with the premise. Premise, right? The premise is not, oh, Naughty Dog's bad at their job. They're bad at development. Nope. Set that aside. I'm not trying to support that claim. I'm supporting the claim that the Last of Us property has had a miss and a big one recently. They can't afford to do it again. Do you understand the point that I'm making now? You're, you're, you're ready to go to war for Naughty Dog. I'm not talking about Naughty Dog's development chops. I'm talking about the property of The Last of Us just had a big, giant, strikeout, embarrassing miss. You can't do that again. You can't trot out a live service game <clears throat> that you made everybody wait four years for and have it not built to last. People will be like, what'd you do? What is this? If anything, them doing the port is more reason they'll not cancel the multiplayer than right? No. If anything, it's a strong reason to cancel multiplayer. I don't think Sony likes their property looking like that after how well the show did, especially. I think it adds pressure. All this X don't miss. A lot of devs have 100% missed. I mean, I don't like buying into the mantra of devs don't miss because, like, you'll pull out some story from years ago. I'll be like, well, this company don't miss. And you'll be like, well, 15 years ago, they launched a DLC that was broken at launch and it took them two weeks to patch it. It's like, I'm not interested in trying to claim there's some Paragon developer out there. There are clearly devs with very proven and reliable track records. Doesn't mean they're flawless. Doesn't mean they're lacking of any blemish whatsoever. But there are some devs out there with very, very good track records. And I would say Naughty Dog is one of them. And I would say that that's why the PC port was shocking. Like, what? Why'd you guys let this happen? Who thought this was a good idea? Sony will kill Factions 2 a thousand percent before it comes out and hurts the IP. t is far bigger than just a game IP anymore. I agree with that. 100%. They have a lot of interest now into potentially crushing it. Victory with the $20 Super Chat tip. I seriously doubt Naughty Dog didn't have a compelling game prepared. It writes itself. In addition to 4v4 modes, a battle royale mode with infected, an open world GTA online mode where you loot and encounter infected PvPVE. Listen. Listen, Victory. You're being real generous today, and I appreciate the super chats. I always ask people that are doing super chats, consider gifting members instead. It helps foster our community here, and you're still supporting me. I'll read your comments. You don't you don't have to keep doing that. If you'd rather, you know, throw some gifteds on the fire. That's what we do here. It's kind of the culture that we foster. But I'm here to tell you. You're not super fandom right now. You're close. I would say you're going a little too hard in the fandom. Like No game company is beyond making mistakes. No game company is beyond being, being bad at something. Homie, 
I say this with love in my heart for Naughty Dog and the games that they have played and their 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 success over the years. I, I, I think they're a great company. I don't think they know what they're doing when it comes to live service. And the reason I can say that is almost nobody knows what they're doing when it comes to live service. I don't think people realize that when Sony bought Bungie, that was a big farsight 20-year-down-the-road 20 decision. People don't see it. Sony saw the future, and they said, live service is the future. I kept trying to tell people, live service is the future. You're going to see a rise in live service games. No, Lono, there's no way. Live service sucks. They failed. They're bad. There's no way that happens. Oh, no, live service is coming. It will be huge. It will be a growing trend in the gaming market. And Sony said... Let's get one of the very few companies that have somehow figured this out. Everybody else is trying and stumbling and failing and barely making it. So, yeah, I I can strongly say the pattern in the market is that a lot of companies have no idea how to transcend into live service. There are companies that have a history with multiplayer games that are struggling to do live service. How much harder would it be for a company whose their 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 history and their experience is single player games? Like look at BioWare. BioWare's history, single player RPGs. They try to do a live service game in Anthem. <sighs> Crashes and burns. Bioware, the company that made Mass Effect, the company that made Dragon Age Inquisition, that company just had a had a title crash and burn. They stepped out of their ballpark. They left the baseball field, tried their tried uh, tried a little footies, tried a little soccer, and they failed. They didn't know how to play. Look at the amount of live service games closing down. Babylon's Fall, Rumbleverse, Back for Blood, Apex Legends Mobile, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah, it's it, nobody seems to know how to do this very well. There's a handful of companies that have figured it out. At the end of the day, we'll find out one way or another, but I'm leaving this debate unconvinced based on what I know and have seen, you know? But it's fun. Hey, listen. Shelly, you kept it in a... I think a really fun lane. It was just good banter. You had confidence. You, you, nobody was hitting below the belt. Nobody got smarmy or nasty. I think this has been a great discussion. I really do. Anthem's a bad example. That game is just bad in general. It's a bad game, not just a bad live service game. No, I actually think they built a really good core game. The core, the core gameplay experience in the Javelins was quite good. It's still to this day is the game that gets brought up when people talk about an Iron Man game or a really good mech action game. People people reference Anthem. Because, yeah, you know, Armored Core is around the corner, but, you know, Armored Core is going to be a FromSoft game, so it's not going to be like a, a light-hearted action-adventure mech game. It's not going to be a light-hearted affair. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to make you, you sweat a little bit. Let's be fair, didn't EA rush Anthem? <laughs> no. No. If you go and read the autopsy that Jason Schreier did on Anthem, it had nothing to do with EA. It will surprise you how little you can blame on EA for Anthem's failures. 
Like almost nothing can be laid at EA's feet. Very little. Mech action game, you say? Titanfall says hello. Not really a mech action game. Sort of a, a mech action FPS hybrid, but sure. Also, you were in in the cockpit. You know, it was a little bit different than what Anthem tried to do. Anthem had more of an action feel because you could see yourself. And action's harder to communicate when you're in a first-person perspective. Are you certain of that? Have you played any of the other Armored Core games? From what I've heard, they're nothing like Souls games. They're nothing like Souls games, and yet they're the grandfather of Souls games, Gilly. We did a show on this. Armored Core is going to be brutal. It will be very hard. It's from soft after all. The design philosophy of Armored Core influenced Souls games, and in interviews they've essentially said their design philosophy and combat philosophy from Souls games is also present in Armored Core. This whole hand wave of like, oh, it's not a Souls game. Okay, that's that's with a very specific thing in mind. That they're not speaking to difficulty when they say that. It's going to be a very difficult game. I've not read a single interview that hasn't strongly intimated that this game will be very tough. It just isn't going to be a Souls game. It's going to be more mission-based. It's not going to have that cryptic where-do-I-go, non-linear pathing, bonfire, dense use of environments. It's going to be more mission-based. Like The the backbone of the game and the flow of the game is going to be structured very differently. But when you're in a fight, you're going to be sweating. It'll be very tough. You got, they got the, didn't they get the guy from Sekiro? He's talking about in the one interview about how it's going to be fast-paced. Like it's, it's not going to be a walk in the park by any stretch. That's why I made the video I made. It's like, sure, it's not a Souls game, but it is a Souls game. <laughs> Don't read the headlines like, oh, it's not a Souls game. This could be fun. And you're, you know, your head's going to get lopped off in the first 10 minutes. Okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. You got a little bit of time, seven more members, and then I'll gift ten. I didn't do an upload today because I really wasn't sure how today was going to go. I was worried the holiday would hurt us. It didn't hurt us, but I was so busy yesterday for the holiday and a picnic and spending time with friends and hanging out with my kiddos that I didn't have time to record it. I, I basically, I barely had time to write the monologue for today. It was a very busy weekend for me, so get a little bit of time and then I'll owe you guys 10 gifteds and then we will debrief with you guys by the way Lono I did agree with most of your points I just have been deep in the weeds with Naughty Dog for years and talking to devs online and stuff I recall all the interviews I know most of the dev teams by name I'm obsessed with factions and I love it dearly it's not at all surprising for Naughty Dog to cancel it because they've always treated it like an ugly stepchild yeah and this was just pure speculation Shelly but I believe what happened with Bungie and Destiny 1 was essentially a cautionary tale because if you go and read about how Joseph Staten's supercut for Bungie was rejected and chopped up and they spent a year slicing up a game that was going to be far more linear cutscene heavy and campy that's how it was described by the people that watched his supercut they spent a year doing that I believe 
that Bungie spent five to six years with an internal creative dissonance. They had people at the company that were not in agreement with the live service direction. There were people that left after Joseph Staten left because I think they were in li- they were in line with his artistic vision. Okay, they were in line with his artistic vision. No, that vid's not gone, Gilly. That's our other channel. We have we have an upload channel that repurposes the monologues, and then we have this channel. So. In my opinion, Bungie took five to six years to get rid of that remnant DNA. There were people still at the company who wanted to drive, you know, single player. They weren't really interested in live service. I think that's why you got static roles. They wanted to kind of casualify the game. They wanted to focus on story beats more than live service and more than content structure. It took them five to six years to get those people out. A lot of people left. After they all left... There was this slow turning of the rudder, and now the game's been, you know, kicking out a better content rhythm. Now, people are upset with the content rhythm because they don't feel like it's particularly strong. However, I think that's what happened at Bungie. Now, the reason I tell that story is, I think that's a cautionary tale for Naughty Dog. DK Beggar gifts a membership, and it goes to Christina. DK Beggar so generous. Why don't y'all help this man out with these single members? One at a time is just fine. You guys can get a little train going. Help out our man DK Beggar here. Craig uh, Craig Tone with 11 months in a VIP+. plus. Can't always make it live, but I still enjoy the replays. Thanks for the content. Thank you, Craig. Hey, he says, I'll do it. Craig Tone. Not just renewing his membership, but smashes us to 49 over 50. Thank you so much. That's so generous. The rest of you can stick with us when we go to a members-only debrief in a little bit. So, the concern, the reason I think Bungie is a cautionary tale for Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog, a studio more firmly rooted in first-party... I'm sorry. More firmly rooted in single-player story narrative-driven roots that is trying to bring back a beloved multiplayer mode being told to turn it into a live service machine I could see that creating creative dissonance that's not what we want to do read what Jeff Grubb says Jeff Grubb says yeah they wanted to do it their way they wanted to do it their way and here we sit victory with a $5 super chat this is all besides the fact that I never thought the game should be free. If it's big, it should be 50 bucks with very non-intrusive, inoffensive microtransactions. Here's the problem with that philosophy, Victory. All signs point to you being incorrect. And allow me to explain why. A successful live service game, especially one that centers around player versus player engagements... JC hits up my man Top G and pushes us to a nice even 50. Thank you so much for doing that. I love the way y'all take care of us here. So, if you want to be a live service game with a PvP lean, all signs point to it needing to have a very wide funnel. And the widest funnel is a free funnel. And ongoing content structures of games like that typically lean very heavily on monetization battle passes season passes skins etc dk beggar says i'll be the agent of chaos we're not just going to sit politely on a 50 over 50 there you go you guys want to go crazy and try and hit 75 
go for it. Congrats, Treble Champ. You got that gifted member. Live service is a double trouble thing. You not only have to make a good game, you have to be able to consistently add to the game and keep people playing. It's not one and done. Exactly, Gilly. And so much of that has to be interwoven with monetization. Taking us to 52, another gifted member from Stone Spire Hall. Love service is nice, though. That's that's true. That's true. It's not bad. You need a firm understanding of how to keep people playing, and that firm understanding has to be interwoven with how to keep people spending money. If you can't figure that out, your game's not going anywhere. It isn't. Both go hand in hand. If you can't successfully do that, if you can't successfully pull those two things off, then don't expect your game to be successful. And I think Bungie took one look at it and said, you don't even have the basics down of maintaining a player base. I have full confidence. Hear me say this. I have full confidence that The Last of Us Factions 2 is designed really well as a game, but it's not designed well as a live service game. Naughty Dog brought excellence to the table. I have confidence in that. That's probably the only reason it's not canceled yet is because they bring so much quality to the table. It's like, there's something really good here if you can leverage it properly. Like, Bungie probably knows, listen, this is quality work. This won't last more than three weeks. The only reason it hasn't been canceled is because of the quality that Naughty Dog brings to the table. That's probably not true for Deviation, because Deviation's a smaller studio. I just dropped, are you saying is going to be live service? Well, they already announced a Tilu Factions live service game last year at Summer Game Fest. Sorry, it was already announced. Now they're saying they need more time. To be fair, if Bungie's input is nah, not good, and then NAS off, that's not entirely helpful. If they help them, oh, I, I would assume that they're they're going to be help helping. That would be extremely weird for them to be like, nah, no good, try again. I actually argued that if you want good management, then I think you need I think you need Bungie to be involved from very early on. I think Bungie needs to be involved from very early on because if not, with with the way game design goes, too much too many bad decisions can get baked into the crust. If you make a bunch of really really bad foundational decisions, th- th- that gets baked into the crust. You can't just go back and be like, "Oh, just change a couple of things." It's, it's, it's quite literally never that simple. It's never, ever, ever that simple. Who keeps spamming the same comment? Is it Jack Static? Or who? I don't, I don't see anybody saying the same thing over and over again. Tilu is such a hot commodity. If they've built such good work and Bungie sees an opportunity to help them make it work by cutting it up, maybe that's what the delay is all about. I could see that. I could see that. 
I'm going to schedule the members-only debrief. If you guys want to go on a little run here and bring a bunch of more people with us, start gifting, and you can get us to that 75, and then I'll piggyback, and I'll gift the 10 that I owe you right now. We used to call this, like, Operation Joystick, like, give a bunch of people joysticks, you know? Chat's been buggy today. Yeah, the viewer number was being kind of funny. It seemed like a lot of people were having to refresh. I thought I thought something might have been going on. Um, but man, members only debrief. Uh, Tlu factions. Uh, update. Debrief. Tlu factions. I just, I just, we'll, we'll just call it Tlu factions. Update debrief. And I was doing the part one. Where is this one you made me? There we go. Got a nice new thumbnail for it. We'll set this for 1215. Mm. See, lots of love. Rooting for Xbox put out an incredible showcase. They have an open goal at the moment. Oh, an open goal? Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with they have an open goal. Because, I mean, I I all but argued that. I was like, man, I don't know. Xbox can win this one. This says only YouTube premium members and channel members can post in this live chat. Welcome to live chat. Remember to guard your privacy and abide by community guidelines. Wait, why is it saying YouTube premium members can talk in my chat? Huh? Is that that's a that's new. That's new verbiage. That why would premium members be able to talk in a, a members only stream? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless they're unless they're already unless they're finally figuring out how to give premium members that benefit. Members only mode limits participants to those who are paid members to your channel. Yeah, that verbiage doesn't make any sense. Garrett Green bumps it to fifty three. Phantom Liberty is going to be at Summer Game Fest. The Witcher Three has sold over fifty million copies, and the franchise has oversold seven. They've sold over seventy-five million. Maybe they're finally getting some movement there. Oh, it went to Victory. Victory was sitting here doing all those super chats, and he got a gifted membership. That's the way we do things here, man. Congrats! Welcome on in. At least premium perks. I mean, it's good to see premium mentioned alongside of membership. It says, only YouTube premium members and channel members can post in this live chat. Welcome to live chat. So I wonder if they're getting ready to, b- to blend them. How do I get a membership? You can hit the dollar sign at the bottom of the chat. You can hit the join button. It's five bucks a month, and then you'll never miss out on our members-only content. Once a day, I debrief with members, and only they can see it. And then on Fridays, I do a VIP unfiltered debrief. 
you guys over on kick you'll need to head over to YouTube yo legend hitting 12 months in a VIP welcome back in sir thank you for renewing couldn't watch your members only chat the other day because you had a you had to be a specific membership yeah that's the VIP that's the VIP if you have a gifted membership or an active membership you can actually upgrade for five bucks to VIP been digging into that I don't like the way that it's written yeah, many are suggesting it could mean trouble like the short share. Yeah, like a premium member just gets to bypass. That will not go over well with anybody who's fostered a membership funnel like we have. You guys have eight minutes. If you want to get 20 more members on the board, I'll owe you 15. I will gift them at the end. I give you the maximum amount of time. A premium member could be a member by default and you get a share of the premium member revenue. Well, I would wonder if they're getting ready to do that thing where a premium member gets one free membership and they just designate who to give it to, maybe. I don't know. Like, who do you want to get membership benefits with? And they pick me and then I get a cut and then that it supports me and they get into all the content. You know. I could get down with that. Mm, you know, Maybe. VIP is worth it, says Jazzification. Want to see 500 likes? Yeah, Rainbow's calling for 500 likes. If you haven't hit the like button yet, we only need about 60 more. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like a premium guy, you know, premium person gets like one, you know, one free membership a month or something. That's what we were hoping it would turn into. Um, But there's no way to know. Until it actually gets announced. But that verbiage seems like they might be, you know, kind of combining the two. Use your student card for YouTube Premium and you get a discount. Surely that would stop people subbing if they can just bypass subbing with Premium. Yeah, that would be a, that would be a humongous mistake. I think it would hurt revenue. If any old Premium subscriber can come into members, that could be a huge clipping issue. Yeah, it could be, but you know, if people are going to clip members only content and use it, they'll get a takedown request. Like you're not allowed to use my paid for content in reaction. You can use all my public stuff, but you can't use my members only stuff. I'm, I fully support fair use. I fully support every channel on YouTube that wants to react to me. You, you know, the, the calling me names and stuff is against community guidelines, but I'm not going to be a hall monitor. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But, um, I don't, I don't, I will not allow members content to be used because that's against TOS. That's not fair use. That's paid content. Insomniac Black with 20 months and it's a VIP. Morning Lono and all, if they could finally give us free membership with premium, like with purple, that membership base would skyrocket. What would be nice about that is we wouldn't have to rely so heavily on gifteds. Like we would have people that just, they love to be a member here. I assume it's just bad wording, says Cliffo. YouTube don't word very well. I'd hope it's if you're premium, you get a free membership to a channel each month. I would hope so. Mm-mm. Have there been any issues with people uploading um, I premium, I can't watch members only stuff? 
Any issues with people uploading members-only content? Um, I'm pretty sure something from members ended up in a short. And... I just, I just let it go. But we basically started changing the lighting in members-only content. So if that, con- if that shows up anywhere, there won't be any doubt. And then I'll, I'll do a takedown request. I'll say, you can't do that. Maybe the verbiage is there to include the after parties feature for premium members. YouTube premium after parties are premium exclusive live streams with artists. There's an opportunity for YouTube premium and YouTube music premium members to engage in real time. Oh yeah, I wonder if they're making a mistake and putting the wrong verbiage there because of that. That's true, Barrier. Just Lono nominated for sexiest daytime game content streamer for YouTube Stream Awards 2023. I'm competing with some extremely good looking people. I don't think I stand a chance. Other YouTube members, uh, other YouTubers I watch complain about YouTube members not working correctly, but you don't complain much at all. The only thing I don't like is that if you're a, if you're a member paying for membership on my channel and you're paying for premium, the background play doesn't work consistently. It works for some people, but not everybody. That's the only thing that really bothers me. They've done a much better job of putting members-only content in front of people. However, Friday night, I don't know what happened, but I did that Beat Saber stream, and I, I scheduled it really early, and maybe that was my mistake. It right now... That night, it only had like 500 impressions, and now it has 890. We, we have 30, at the time, we had 3,500 members, and only 500 people saw it. So something happened on Friday. YouTube was doing something, because our members' content has gotten great impressions lately. Why? Because they put it in front of the members. The other day, when we talked about the Spider-Man gameplay, that thing has thousands of impressions. So, I don't know what happened Friday night. That Beat Saber stream, that was one of our worst performing member streams in a long time, and it was because nobody saw it. It, it literally has, you know, eight, 800, 800 Im- impressions. So I, I don't know what happened. Now, I scheduled it super, super early, and so maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe YouTube gets a little, they get a little weird about, about live streams sometimes if you schedule them super early, especially when they're members only. YouTube circles are uh, all over the place with it. Poorly communicated about just about everything in the last three to four months. Yeah, I feel like they have too many changes coming that they just don't know how to. They don't know how to properly communicate about them. He also takes his shirt off in VIP. I do. I do not. I do not. Let me give you guys a VIP count. Let me give you a VIP count before we shift gears here. Um. Member counts at almost 3,200. So you guys bounced it back a little bit today. We haven't slipped out of the 3,000s. 270. 270. So VIPs have slipped a teeny bit. Slipped a teeny bit. Let me gift the... How many do I owe you? I owe you 10 members. Okay, let me guess the 10 that I owe. And then we'll get out of here. We'll go to members. So this is going to be 10 people that get to come with us. Yo, good morning, Coastal Clash. There's the 10 IO. I rely on Discord channel for notifications. What's good, Rissick? 
If you've never been here before, that's what this goal down here signifies. Every 25, I give 5. So the next goal was 75, but you hit 50. So I'm now giving you uh, I'm now giving you the 10 that I owe. And then uh, Rainbow's asking for 50 more likes. <clears throat> I think I think everybody's hit like if they're going to hit like. We've we've had a we've had a stellar day. I don't think you're going to I don't know we're going to squeeze more likes out of anybody. All right, let me do this. If you guys just got a gifted member, you can come with us. I get Lono and Alex mixed up all the time. Yeah, we're really similar. Okay, I'm going to put a link in chat. And that's going to be to go to the members only debrief. This is kind of how we end every day. Excuse me. Usually it's an opportunity for you to discuss my most recent upload. I didn't have one today. The weekend got away from me. Both Saturday and Sunday were fully booked. We were doing all kind of stuff with family and friends uh, for the holiday. So, uh, we can just kind of go do AMA, maybe just like more personal. You guys can just kind of ask me whatever you want about different stuff. We you know, we don't have to talk content. We don't have to talk gaming. I'm a little worn out on some of the subjects about like Sony versus Xbox. It was really good that we didn't even get into that today. It's like, I, I thought people were going to come in here and be like, yeah, look at this pony. The, the minute you can't farm my content for false narratives, it's like, oh, he's actually, you know, talking about it and being critical and being analytical. Well, okay, I guess we won't go in today. So <laughs> I'm going to put a link in chat for where we're headed. If you want to come with us, $5 is what a membership costs for the entire month. That includes Friday night streams, hanging out with my wife. Uh, this Friday night, we're probably going to do a game night with Fall Guys since so many people voted for it last week. So get Fall Guys installed and ready to go. It's free on every platform, literally. So link is in chat to where we're headed. And if you want to come with us, just become a member. All right. Or watch as often as you can. And that increases the likelihood of you getting a membership. All right. Uh, thanks so much for being a member maybe you got a membership just recently the camera changed on me but maybe you got a membership just recently this is a members only stream we kind of debrief on the day typically we debrief on a recent upload I didn't do an upload today so we're just kind of hanging out and talking make sure you get into our members only discord that ensures you won't miss out on the fun activities that we do this Friday night we should be doing a members only community game night with fall guys Uh, that's Friday the 2nd so set that on the calendar get fall guys installed and ready to go it's a free game on every platform it's a blast we have some drinks we have some laughs set that time aside get into the members only discord so you don't miss this content i'm going to end the previous stream we were talking about the naughty dog factions game potentially getting canceled